This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Thursday, October 8th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Philadelphia police report that shots were fired at officers during a foot chase in the city's Germantown section early Thursday. It happened at 4.15 in the morning near the intersection of intersection of Germantown Avenue and West Rittenhouse Street. Officials said that they were in pursuit of a man who shot and killed a woman in a nearby home. Investigators said police were chasing the man from the area of Sheltonham Avenue and Green Street when he opened fire. According to the officials, the suspect was shot by police officers. He was taken to the hospital where he was pronounced dead. A man was struck by a hit-and-run driver launching him about 75 feet from where he was pronounced dead in the street Wednesday night. Police said it happened at about 10.20 p.m. on the 400 block of West Hunting Park Avenue. Police said officers found a 52-year-old man from New York lying in the middle of the street with severe head trauma. Witnesses said that the man was walking to a food truck, which is common in that area. They said that when he was struck by, uh, that's when he was struck by a dark-colored Jeep Grand Cherokee. Police said what happened next is unusual. The driver stopped before speeding away only to circle back and return to the scene, then speed away again. The victim was hit so hard that he was forced out of his sneakers, said Philadelphia Police Chief Inspector Scott Small. His body was launched and he was pronounced dead at the scene. 75 feet. 75 feet out of the sneakers and the, the guy stopped, sped yeah. away, came back, I did guess, Did I hit somebody? Check. Yeah, I did. See you later. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of what it sounds like. That's Wow. Investigators found some broken uh, car parts at the scene that they say could be from the striking vehicle. Police said that they have two witnesses and there are several several surveillance cameras in the area that may help with the investigation. There's a really weird stat when it comes to um, people being knocked out of their sneakers. And they say, generally, <clears throat> if a person's been knocked out of one sneaker, that they'll have a chance to live. Yeah. If they've been knocked out of two sneakers. <clears throat> yeah. We no talked chance. about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 and I guess that's all predicated, obviously, on the velocity of the hit, right? Yeah. A postal employee in New Jersey dumped more than 1,800 pieces of mail. Federal prosecutors said Wednesday, 26-year-old Nicholas Bochain of Kearney is charged with complaint with one, charged by complaint with one count of delay, secretion, and detention of mail, and one count of obstruction of mail. His bail was set at twenty-five thousand dollars with conditions. Is there a secretion? I, no, I looked it up, and I. <laughs> I was like, okay. what? Uh-huh. Uh, what are people sending in the mail? Yeah, <laughs> secretions. I, don't, secretions. I was like, is this correct okay. or what is this? Uh, <laughs> dude sitting there licking his envelopes, oh, filling yeah. them up, Steve. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God bless the Postal Service. Yeah, there was no real, I mean, at least I didn't, f- I just did a quick look, but I, I didn't okay. find any explanation well, for it. Well, if you secrete but that's how- something about, you secrete something about the room, you are you can be hiding it or placing it. So is that, that, it, it, is, right. it is a proper use of the word. It just sounds weird. I always think of semen. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's just, right, right, yeah. Yeah. Of course you do. You want to hear a, a legal definition I've never heard? It's yeah, a, yeah. to conceal or hide away, Steve. And then there's a, a word in this, Steve, that I'll see if you recognize, but it says particularly to uh, put property out of the reach of creditors, right, which makes yes. sense. Either by corporately lily digging it. You ever heard of lily dug? I've never heard of that word. Me neither. And I like bizarre words like that. Or putting the title in another person's name. Lily. Uh, <laughs> or otherwise hindering creditors lily from levying on it or attaching it. Where are you it. reading this? Lily dug. Yeah, L-I-L-D-I-U-G. Lily dug? Wow. Lily dug. Yeah. Give me a lily dug. Is there anything when a postal carrier signs any documents when they get the job that that insist they deliver the mail 
to the people. <laughs> it is a technicality. Yeah. Is, it, is it actually spelled out? And so I'm just wondering, if there, is there some wiggle room? You know what, though? The guy that found this mail, um, he said, he goes, this guy is giving, like, all mail carriers a bad name. And he said that's, you know, part of the reason why he called police, he saw, you know, some mail-in ballots. It's the Cliff Clavin syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't it Cliff Clavin on Cheers or had like an apartment full of mail or something that he had never... Oh, no, did he? I don't remember. (laughs) Newman did, too. Newman, Newman, yeah, yeah, not not Cliff. He would have been... (laughs) So this guy's bail was set at $25,000 with conditions. The mail included 99 ballots for the upcoming election and more than 600 pieces of first-class mail. The approximately 1,875 pieces of discarded mail was recovered from trash dumpsters in North Arlington and West Orange on October 2nd and October 5th, prosecutors said. It had been scheduled to be delivered to addresses on certain postal routes in Orange and West Orange. In addition to the election ballot, for residents in West Orange. Prosecutors said 276 campaign flyers from candidates mm. from the West Orange Council and for the school board were also recovered. Prosecutors say that Boshane was the only mail carrier assigned to deliver to those addresses on those delivery dates. The recovered mail was placed back into the mail stream for delivery. The man who found the discarded mail in the dumpster last Friday said that he was working when he came across it. He said he reached out to the post office and then called uh, the non-emergency line for the police department. In sports, this morning. In the baseball playoffs, the Oakland A's beat the Houston Astros 9-7 to to stay alive in that series. The Tampa Bay Rays beat the New York Yankees 8-4, to now lead that series two games to one. In the National League, the Atlanta Braves beat the Miami Marlins 2-0 in the late game, and the L.A. Dodgers beat the San Diego, San Diego Padres 6-5. to The Miami Dolphins have been given clearance to play games in front of full-capacity crowds of 65,000 at Hard Rock Stadium. However, the organization is planning on limiting that number to 13,000 fans for their October 25th game. According to ESPN, ESPN reporter Cameron Wolf, the Dolphins didn't ask for and don't plan to go for 65,000 full capacity at games this season. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis gave them clearance to do so now, but the Dolphins feel more comfortable continuing their plan of hosting 13,000 fans right now. In tonight's Thursday night football game, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will travel to Chicago to play the Bears. Kickoff is set for 8:20, and the NBA Finals will continue tomorrow night as the LA Lakers will look to close out the series and win the title tip-off for Game 5 against the Miami Heat is scheduled for 9 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy. Majority of our work week is passing us by. That's wonderful. We are happy to have you on board for this Thursday. Uh, guest-wise, we're going to talk to Melissa Rivers. Today. Yes. she is. Uh, she's got a podcast, apparently. So uh, it's called Group Text with Melissa Rivers. <laughs> so we'll talk to Miss Hay. We like her, so we'll talk to her about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Rocktober Madness does continue, and we had uh, some interesting matchups yesterday, kind of the middle of the pack. And uh, the following, if you did not hear the uh, uh, the updates, uh, Offspring beat the Killers. Uh, we had Ozzy beating U2. Uh, the uh, Green Day had taken out the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and the Doors beat the Grateful Dead. I was surprised oh, at that. Wow. wow. Yeah. I think 311 Seeds beat 36 Seeds yesterday. I think that's how that shaped out. Yeah, it did. But Green Day was the only favorite uh, to, to move forward. So this has really been an underdog's race. Yeah. And uh, it continues on. So today the matchups are uh, Bon Jovi against Sublime, uh, Queen against Journey, Floyd against Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, 
and you have uh, Eric Clapton against Iron Maiden. So some very interesting matchups. That's yeah, yeah, crazy matchups. Yeah, and that's way that's way it's designed. Yeah, to kind of make you go. What I, I don't even know how to compare these. Right, two. right. But you got to make a decision. So yeah, it continues on. So we have that uh, ready for you. Pierre's going to have it, and we appreciate your participation. It's brought to you by Horizon Services, by the way. Uh, we have some stuff to give away, some things to talk about, so why don't we take a break, come back in a second, we'll dive into that entertainment report with a stupid question all set to go, and we will move forward on this Thursday morning. We will be right back. Stay with us. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Are you in love? Ready to get engaged? We'll visit Steven Singer Jewelers, the diamond experts. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, stupid question this morning. We give away a pair of tickets to the Bates Motel and Haunted Attractions. And uh, let's see if you know the answer to this. What was the third movie that Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks starred in together? Mm Mm-hmm. Let's see if you know the answer to that. 215-263-WMMR was the third movie Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks starred together in. Give us a call. We have a lot of birthdays to go through while we are awaiting your answer. Today is Thursday, October 8th, and Chevy Chase has a birthday today. The Chevy Chase. Yeah, yeah he is 77 years old today. I we had him on the show. It was, it, was, it was a better interview than I thought it was going to be. I, I was prepped for anything. And yeah. you're right, Preston. He was engaging and a lot of fun and he, uh, was funny. He didn't mind telling the old stories? No. Uh, of course, he was promoting an event where he was sort of, it was the Caddyshack uh, film, right? That was what he was promoting, and so he was in the mood to talk about his past stuff. So, as, as, I'm sorry. as affable and fun as his characters are on screen, he's a weird dude. He's twisted up. He yeah. really is. And yeah. you can, he, like, you can get him, uh, you know, you see him in interviews sometimes, and it's a nightmare, and other times he's, he's what you would want Chevy Chase to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I forget this all the time, but his real name... Does anybody remember off the top of their head? It's weird. It, no, I forgot. Cornelius Crane. Cornelius Crane. Did he, in fact, take Chevy Chase from the, the town? From the town, yeah. I assume. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's 77. Happy birthday, Corny. <laughs> uh, Matt Damon! Hey. Matt Damon! It's a big Matt one. Damon. Matt Damon's 50 years Whoa. old. Man. Matt Damon! Matt Damon! I don't know why. Matt Damon! That kind of weirds me out a little bit. Yeah. That he's 50? The yeah. same guy uh, who was a kid in so many movies? Yeah. Yeah, I remember School Ties. I, I don't know how old he was back then. I got to figure early 20s. Yeah. Right? I mean, he's playing a high schooler, but... Yeah. Was that the first time we saw him? Probably. Uh, that's Way just, back there. That's kind of where I... Yeah, recall him first surfacing. I'm sure he did some other stuff. That's where the money that. was on Brendan Fraser, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Right? He's he going to be the star. He was the lead in that yeah. movie. So, uh, yeah, happy birthday, Mr. Matt Damon, celebrating his 50th birthday today. Man, if Goodwill Hunting is on, I will watch it no matter what. Great movie. It's fantastic. Uh, it's Paul Hogan's birthday today. The Matt Damon of Australia. <laughs> Matt Damon. Uh, he's. He's 81 years old today. Crocodile D uh, Dundee Part Two was on um, a week or two ago, and it's I, it just came a in masterpiece. I, I came in towards the end of it, and I, I, you know, I watched it. Uh, I did like his character. I thought it was a fun character, and you know what? I, I said this. I think maybe last time it was his birthday, but I saw an interview with him at his age now recently, 
And he's a sweetheart. He was really nice. He's, well, the, he Australia loved a, him. Yeah, construction worker. Yeah, and yeah. Then, and then he he had done a commercial, I think, yeah. somehow or another. And apparently, he had some comedy chops. And then he started doing like some sketch comedy over there. And skit, then, skit show that was yeah. very popular. And they moved on to the Dundee thing. Uh, yeah. The second one, they tried to make it sort of a Dundee meets Die Hard. Yeah, and it was a huge mistake. Yeah, it got a little too serious. Uh, but he is eighty-one today. Uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson, the civil rights leader, celebrated. It's his 79th birthday today. Sigourney Weaver is 71 years old. Yes, that's right. Ghostbusters. Ripley. Yeah. One of the greatest, if not the greatest, screen heroine of all time. Yeah. And uh, Galaxy Quest. Yes. Awesome movie. Uh, So much fun. She celebrates her... And and she... (laughs) I love how her blouse is open yeah, for yeah. the majority of the movie. And well, happens. the fact that she simply repeats what the computer says. Yeah, yeah. She's 71 today. Uh, Steve Sunni Previn. Oh, my God. Is, wow, she's 50 years old. Oh, wow. Jesus. Okay, that makes you feel I old. I just want to vomit. Uh, yeah. I want to vomit when I see them. She really looks like his Bayada nurse when they're out together. Adopted uh, daughter of Mia Farrow and Andre Previn. And, yeah. of course, then uh, Mia Farrow was with Woody Allen, was a boyfriend at the time. And then he and Sunni started having a relationship. You know the story. We said it before. Mia Farrow went over to Woody Allen's apartment and found naked pictures of Sunni on his mantle. Mm-hmm. And that's when he, she thought, maybe this is not the relationship I should be in. Do you think he put him on the mantle on purpose? I think th- they weren't like displayed. Them? Well, they were just stacked. Like oh, he sort okay. of left them there. That's what I heard. Again, okay. you know, this is all secondhand information. She's 50. Uh, Robert Cool Bell, bassist for Cool and the Gang. So he is the cool of Cool and the Gang. I dig Cool and the Gang. I think it's what we as a show most try to emulate is the vibe of Cool and the yeah, Gang. We do what we can. Uh, we have souls, so therefore, absolutely, we're just like cool the guy. Uh, he turned seventy years old today. I'm sure he's celebrating. Yeah, today. So it's a celebration. Uh, C.J. Ramon, latter day bassist of the Ramones, uh, is 55 years old. So he he came in later. Otherwise, he would be much older. Yeah, than yeah. That. Uh, so turning 55, C.J. Ramon. Also, R.L. Stein. Oh man, the, goosebumps. Uh, Goose Gersperms. 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 Did you uh, you watch Saturday Night Live on Saturday? I, right, I, I did. Yeah. So they pressed that they were outside of a like it was a name changing office, and one of the girls' names was Irma. Gerd, and so she wanted to change her name. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was really, really, because there were a lot of names, because you know, you've heard of, like, IP Daily. Right, right. And, all of those. Yeah. But they went through a lot they of them. They went through a lot of them that I had mm-hmm. never heard before. Right, right. Um, the, the first one was, uh, the last name was Puthie. P-U-T-H-I-E. And Puthie? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was like uh, like Ada. and then, Ada, uh, Ada Puthie. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so, uh, R.L. Stein is 77 today. It's also Nick Cannon's birthday today. Uh, host of The Masked Singer. Yeah. Um, uh, there was, there were, there was a thought he might lose that series. Yeah. Because he had some controversial comments that he had made. Yeah, it's saying that they stole his show and all sorts of crap as yeah. well. There was, there, yeah. were, there was a, a couple of levels of things going on. Uh, he's 40 today. Uh, Daryl Hammond. Oh. Longtime member of Saturday Night Live. Great, um, super talent. As, as, as sort of the heir apparent to the legacy of Phil Hartman, right? Like yep. he could do, he could do it all. Uh, but he, as we said many times before, it was a couple of years ago he came out with a book, and his experience with his mother was like Sybil. Yeah, like he had a really 
crazy mother. She was abusive. Was, uh, very abusive. Wow. Yeah. And he took over for Don Pardo, right? He's, yes. he's the announcer yes, at, for SNL. SNL now. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. uh, he turns 65 today. Bella Thorne. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, who is now a, uh, well, she did the OnlyFans or fans only uh, right. thing and promised a bunch of naked pictures and didn't deliver Didn't on quite that deliver. And but kind of upset a lot of people. But, but She's got to come out of her shell. She, <laughs> yeah. Uh, she had, a, I guess she st- like broke a record for the amount of people that signed up for her uh, fans-only account. Well, because oh in, in just in general, uh, uh, yeah, in general, her life, she's kind of an, uh, an exhibitionist. Yep. So the assumption was that you'd see more of that on that site. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the case, though. What were we going to say, Nick? Uh, only fans. We always only, it. Only I do fans. it all the time, but it's, yeah. It's... Fans-only, only fans. Yeah. Uh, Bella Thorne is 23 today, and then the last birthday is Mr. Bruno Mars. <laughs> Multi-talented individual. I think I would like to see him in concert. Oh, I, I would saw too. It. Yeah, it was amazing. Was it? It was ve- you, Preston. You would die. It was the loudest concert I oh, have no ever. Kidding. Been. Oh no, kidding! Oh my god! I wouldn't god. be able to do it. So loud, and I had the the ear things with me. Like I didn't take them out once. It was very loud. He did a lot of explosions, a lot of pyro uh, pyrotechnics. That was yeah. Fun. yeah. Um, so, and, and it was like a surprise every time it came. So you were like, you, scare the hell out oh, of you. Yeah, I, yeah. I jumped a few times, but I mean, just the, the synchronicity, like how they're so synchronized in everything they do. Every little like foot turn. Yeah. Um, it was very entertaining for me. He's I like us. It. He's got that. He's got that, that James Brown <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. type oh, of yeah. attention to detail of making sure the show is perfect. And he's also got that. Sammy Davis Jr., I can do a little bit of everything and, and a little do bit it well. Really well. And he can, though. And, and I remember years ago, um, before he really, really blew up, uh, was watching him. And um, he, he, I don't know who his, who his main guy is that he hangs with. They, they were Who's your main man? Uh, they were doing, like, an in-store at, like, a record store. Yeah. And it was just him and this guy, guitar, and they were, like, taking requests for any song, not any Bruno Mars song, like any song yeah. whatsoever, and the dude would just play it, and then he would sing it. It was it was really really. I was blown cool. away with uh, yeah. was it with the Super Bowl with him sitting behind the drum kit. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, I loved it. Well, yeah. and he supposedly meets with like his entire crew after every show, and they like quickly go over what you know what what was good, what wasn't, what they could improve. Just and, like us. And, <laughs> uh, and, but they say that that's why they're they're so good together because yeah. they fix every little tiny thing after each show. Right. That's uh, Yeah, that attention to detail. This Kate, is a huge hit that I never got tired of. Casey knows this is my jam. This <laughs> is, you give me a couple cocktails. Really? Yes. And this song and I will actually dance. What a, what a, what's, your, what's your drink that gets takes you over quickly before you realize it? Oh, uh, uh, what, have I said it before? What, what, was it Redstone? The drink you had at Redstone? The monkey. The monkey. Oh, oh right. yeah, Golden Monkey. <laughs> yeah, give me a Golden Monkey. And put this on song. this song. <laughs> you'll, see, you'll see press break out the jam. But I've seen you at weddings dance with this song. Yeah, it's yeah. one of the only ones I will. Yeah, I, I love it. It's excellent. It's got a great vibe to it. All right, so, yeah, I'm doing all the... Yeah. <laughs> I make a show of it, man. It's like more stay in the time. Uh, Bruno Mars is uh, 35. Hold on. Believe me, just watch. You got to do like that. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. slip to the side thing. I'm not good at that. I, I, I do it this way, person. I go... You yeah. just turn and walk that way. I don't do the slide. All right, so happy birthday, Bruno Mars, 35 years old today. Let's see if somebody knows the answer to this question. What is the third movie 
that Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks start in together, 215-263-WMMR, and I will go to Glenn C. So Glenn is on. Hi, Glenn. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Uh, Glenn. Yeah. Oh, uh, what were you going to say? I'm taking a guess. I don't know the answer, but I'm going to say you've got mail. Yeah, you're right. You've got mail. Good guess. Hang on just a second, sir. Glenn, we have a pair of tickets to the Bates Motel and Haunted Attractions, and you'll experience terror like never before. Located in Glen Mills, PA, fully open and safe, the Bates Big Friggin' Deal continues this week. You can get two tickets for the price of one while supplies last at WMMR.com. The keyword is deal. So I was running through my head because I got this. I, I don't have the answer to the other two movies, and I know Joe versus the Volcano was would be one. one of them. What would be the other Sleepless one? Sleepless in Seattle. Sleepless yeah. in Seattle. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Actually, sleepless in Seattle. You son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> sleepless in Seattle is good. You got mail is okay. I never saw. I never oh, gave it. It yeah. looked a little too hokey to me. But you know what? I have <laughs> since warmed up uh, with Joe versus the volcano. Right. I, I never oh, liked really? it. I thought it was a little too offbeat for me. It's way offbeat. And I watched it not yeah. that long ago, and I found it actually somewhat entertaining. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. You got to let it breathe yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Give it two yeah. or three decades. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I went back to a girl's room in college to, Ooh. quote, unquote, watch Sleepless in Seattle. You know what I mean? <laughs> Guess what yeah. we did? You watched Sleepless oh. in Seattle. We watched Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> You poor thing. The movie's over. You should probably go now. (laughs) (laughs) See you tomorrow. (laughs) What about sex? Oh, that's something consenting adults do. Yeah. Probably time to go now. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's get into this entertainment stuff. Uh, we're going to do with a follow-up uh, story. Anne Hayes is explaining why she stormed off Dancing with the Stars following her elimination. Uh, she left the set as soon as the show had wrapped and refused to talk to the press. Before her performance, she had opened up about her relationship with Ellen DeGeneres and discussed the scrutiny of their that their relationship faced. And she tells Page Six in... Uh, an interview that the elimination, coupled with her opening up, left her feeling raw. Uh, she says, the honest truth is that it took 20 years to process and share that story. So finally, telling it and then being voted off on the same night was not the best It's feeling. just too much. Uh, it did feel good to tell my story to show that we have come a long way and we see things with more acceptance now, even though... Uh, we are not all the way there yet. It's important to recognize how far we have come. So, yeah, I guess I didn't see the segment, so I guess she really talked about it. Maybe, yeah. Maybe for the first time ever, really. And then she gets the boot on the show after being told that they were going to be... It was a massive They screw. were not eliminated, yeah. so she was like, you know, F this. So she got out of there. But she should She should have sucker punched Tyra Banks. That would have uh, been the way to go. So, speaking of Tyra Banks, uh, execs tell E.T. that they have Banks's... What back. happened there? Back. They said that they're going to have her back. Uh, executive producer Andrew uh, Linares said that She's she... She's an idiot. That she... <laughs> Well, Even you know that. Even I know. Uh, and that she dealt with the on-air drama amazingly. Amazing. Who, who messed everything up? She, there's different points of blame <laughs> to go around, apparently, but she, she takes a little bit of blame for it. And uh, Who do you blame? I blame Tyra Banks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, it's never they... would have happened on Tom Bergeron. But they're backing her up. Yeah. Uh, the latest Jurassic World film is being shut down yet again over a new batch of COVID-19 cases. Director Colin uh, Trevorrow had shared the sobering news on Twitter, writing, woke up to the news. We had a few positive coronavirus tests on Jurassic World domination. Uh, no, Dominion, sorry. All tested negative shortly after, but due to our safety protocols, we are going to pause for two weeks. Back soon. Uh, it's been a challenging time for Hollywood, of course. Studios shuffle around release dates. Major box office markets remain shuttered. And the return of the box office hasn't really arrived as planned. It's unclear if it's members of the cast or crew who got sick. Uh, they don't know. They're not saying who. Chris Pratt leads with Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, Sam Neill. Returning as well. I've been enjoying watching these videos with Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum. They've made a few of them, and Laura Dern was in one the other day. It was hilarious. Uh, The release date has already been pushed back to June of 2022, but we'll have to wait and see if that's pushed even further. Well, Preston, I'm looking at the cover of the National Enquirer here, which says, No money, no movies, no jobs, Hollywood collapses. And then in the upper right-hand corner, it says, Priscilla is moving back to Graceland. Oh, really? I think you can take all Yeah, right. (laughs) All those is fact. <laughs> yeah, that's complete fact. Uh, Netflix has been indicted Whoa. by Texas Tyler County Grand Jury over the film Cuties. Uh, according to do- documents obtained by E, the streamer is facing a charge of, quote, promotion of lewd visual material depicting child. And the documents go on to state that Cuties is, compromised, or is comprised of, Quote, visual material which depicts the lewd exhibition of the genitals or pubic area of a clothed or partially clothed child who is younger than 18 years of age at the time the visual material was created, which appeals to the uh, prurient interest in sex and has no serious literary, artistic, political, or scientific value. Uh, Netflix responded to the allegations in a statement of E! News saying, Cuties is a social commentary against the sexualization of young children. This charge is without merit, and we stand by the film. Anybody seen it? I've no. seen the the, uh, uh, the portions, the clips that they're talking about, and I always think that there's a, a, like a quick reaction to stuff like this, and you got to let it breathe. But I saw stuff, at least in what I saw the clips, mm. I can't say that wouldn't cause somebody who is predisposed oh, really? To this, to to not go off their rocker oh. because there there is. Um, but how do you make a movie about it without addressing that or showing those images? So, well, Nick, I think you can you take a look at some of the clips. Yeah. I mean, and I've seen people who are not really, again, predisposed to going off the handle when stuff like this pops up. All right, and even they're saying there's a dance sequence where these young girls are doing like the the, the hand up the back and between the and doing yeah. Hand up the back. I don't like know what the, you the, mean. the butt and all that stuff. Moves you would associate with an adult dancer like at a at a um, more suggestive and, stone. Yeah, and they're sure. 11 and 12. So right. I, I certainly understand the argument. I'm just like, if you're going to make a movie about this type of thing, wouldn't you have to show this footage? You almost can't. Like, I you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Because, listen, when I see it, I don't go like bonkers over, but I'm not a pedophile, right? So if if there is a pedophile, like it doesn't matter the context. Let me ask you guys a question. You guys are all, except for you, Kathy, heterosexual males. Um, If there is a hot chick who is naked on screen, but the context is weird, like she's being tortured or whatever, do you still go, oh, man, there's so-and-so's boobs? No, 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 no. And of course, I, that sort of stuff is uh, no. I, I think, any, but there are people who do, mm-hmm. you know. And and there's <clears throat> there's a sequence in particular where they're doing a stage show, 
and that's I think is the where it's it's really evident. So mm. I don't hear. Well, it's only for a nanosecond in the trailer, but I, I watched the extended clip and I'm like, wow, that okay. And, you know, I was kind of going, ah, oh, they're just making much ado about nothing. And I, even as I was watching, I was like, that's a little. So yeah. do you think like maybe Netflix is the wrong platform for for something like this? Like if you're going to make a movie and. Alleging that this type of thing exists in the world, that maybe it should not be viewed on a platform like that. Possibly, uh, it clearly does. In fact, yeah. in fact, as as I you know as I do, when you see things like this, uh, this double wide trailer in Atlanta with like thirty six kids in it, where they mm. just you know this this sort of sex slavery thing. It and exists. You, it it has, exists, yeah. and you start to see how much it does exist. Didn't that turn out to not be the case, though? That that was all spread out all over the place. I didn't. I didn't see any follow up yeah. story. I'd love to see that information if you could send it to me, because the, the initial information I saw was that it was these. These. I'll look for that. Yeah, I don't yeah. even know what you guys are talking. About. Uh, it was a. It was a. Uh, um, they did a. Um, they found some sex tra- tra- trafficking cases in uh, Atlanta, and they they made a big splash about okay. the news, okay. and, and they got some. They busted a bunch of people. Uh, but I haven't seen this yet, so I can't comment yeah. on that. So I don't. I, Take I a look, know. see what yeah. you think. I won't watch yeah. it. Um, all right, here's something we can all sink our teeth into. A new teaser has hinted at the latest guest fighter to come to Mortal Kombat 11, and it seems all but confirmed that it could be Rambo. Really? Yes. No way. For Mortal Kombat? Oh my god, that's, that's the awesome. best. Wait, this is a game or a movie? A game. Okay. The game, yeah. So Mortal Kombat is no stranger to bringing in beloved movie characters to do Yoga battle. Flame. To do Yoga fire. To do <laughs> battle with the otherworldly Scorpion and Sub Zero. So uh, with Mortal Kombat 11 alone featuring the likes of Terminator and Robocop and past editions like Predator and Jason Voorhees. Yeah, they, they, uh, Jason, did Freddy Krueger do it as well? I didn't even know that. Uh, for the past month or so, Mortal Kombat co-creator Ed Boon has been teasing yet another guest fighter uh, for the franchise. posting. <laughs> Uh, posting cryptic uh, cue- clues on social media ranging from old movie trailers to Queen songs. Well, yesterday he made yet another post hinting at a big reveal for Mortal Kombat 11 this weekend, suggesting new content and possible plans to take the game into the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X forthcoming console generation. But now one fan has theorized what at least one of those surprise announcements might be. Ed Boon posted yet another cryptic video on Twitter and it was a teaser depicting one of the series' iconic uh, Tarkaton creatures. I guess that's how you pronounce it. Tiger uppercut. Uh, <laughs> being chased through a forest by an unrevealed figure. And in response, a fan had pointed out that the short clip is similar to a scene from the classic 1980 film, 1982 action film First Blood in which a corrupt small-town police officer is running from the protagonist John Rambo through a darkened patch of wilderness. And this seems to hint... That Rambo is the one chasing the Tarkatan in Boone's teaser, uh, and he, Sonic Boom. He will announce <laughs> as Mortal Kombat 11's newest guest fighter. You know what? Possibly this weekend. So they did a, a, a video game version of the Warriors, which is a film both you yeah. and I love, and it was actually really good. Oh, okay. really? Wouldn't a video game based around First Blood, where where you have the 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 um, the woods, the fighting in the yeah. and then yes. in town, yes, all of that stuff. Yes, and, the, and on the top, have, wouldn't that make a great video game if you gave it the same sort of 
sober treatment that they gave the Warriors video game. No I doubt. think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, they could. Um, they could very much. Uh, what was? Uh, uh, Oh man, now I'm I'm forgetting. Uh, uh, no, Tomb Raider. Like, yeah, like kind of do it like that. Same sort of deal. Yeah, and uh, you could actually even have him come from Vietnam back. You could you could make it a, a, that you know start with him there and and back to the United States and all. It'd be it'd be wild. Yeah, trap setting and, yeah. and all that stuff. So yeah, well, wow. I like the idea of that. Have, has uh, any of you guys played the Mortal Kombat lately within the last? I haven't. Okay, because it looks amazing. It it, it does. I do just... you need. The only problem I had with with those finishing moves, sometimes they were so complicated. I'm like, I can't do this. You know, like it was just too much to Somebody remember. The finishing moves, yeah, yeah, because each character had it. its own, yeah, uh, its own pattern that you had to yeah, finish him. Yeah, mm-hmm. stab your face, stab your face, <laughs> Randers, Randers, <laughs> Randers. <laughs> That would be great. Yeah. That would be great. As he's he's doing a kill move. Rantlers. Uh, In an interview with Happiest Season director Clea Duvall for In Style, actress Kristen Stewart grapples with coming out as queer, artistic freedom, and why she is hesitant to discuss Robert Pattinson. Uh, on why she is becoming more comfortable sharing her private romantic life in public. Please share. And why she was private when dating Pattinson and others. She said, yeah, uh, the first time I ever dated a girl, I was immediately being asked if I was a lesbian. And it's like, God, I'm 21 years old. Kiss the girl. Kiss the girl. I felt like maybe, where'd you, you're still here. You're still here, man. <laughs> the video game version of it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Video game version. Uh, he said, she said, Is there, Lesbo instead of Rambo. Oh, jeez. Right? It's perfect. She said, I felt like maybe there were things that have hurt people I've been with, not because I felt ashamed of being openly gay, but because I didn't give myself, uh, I didn't like giving myself to the public. In a way, it felt like such thievery. I, I can I can see if you are not, sh- you have to have the right to handle your personal stuff the way you see fit. Absolutely. And, that, and that's her right. She is hilarious on her SNL appearance. I was just watching it the other night. They were doing a, a parody of the Tostinos ads, you know, and uh, Vanessa Bayer is the, uh, yeah. is, the, is the wife. And she goes, my guys love their Tostinos for the big game. Okay. And then uh, she comes through the door and they have this lesbian encounter in the kitchen while the guys are, you know, whooping it oh, up. That's yeah. funny. And, and she, she, my name is Sabine. What's your name? He says, she says to her and Vanessa Bayer goes, I've never had any. (laughs) (laughs) She's just a Tostino's jockey. Uh, So she goes on to say, uh, this was a period of time when I was sort of cagey, even in my previous relationships, which were straight. We did everything we could to not be photographed doing things, things that would um, become not ours. So I think the added pressure of representing a group of people, of representing queerness, wasn't something I understood then. Uh, Only now can I see it. Retrospectively, I can tell you I have experience with this story. But back then, I would have been like, no, I'm fine. My parents are fine with it. Everything's fine. And she says, no, that's bull S. It's been hard. It's been weird. And it's that way for everyone. Well, Freddie Mercury had the same. He made the same sort of call. If you remember in his life and and any biography about him, he didn't want he didn't want to have to carry that mantle. Yeah, he 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 said, I don't want celebrity. I don't want to be about that. That's a part of my life. That's a part of who I am. But I don't want to have that always hung on me. You know, for everything, and I can see that. I, you know, unless you're straight, like, and yeah. I don't, I don't agree with it. Unless you're straight, it's kind of like the thing that like hovers over you the the entire time, which makes no sense to me. It's like, 
whoever you lay down with at night is not like, it's not going to like. It's it. not the only thing you are. No, it's not the only thing you are. It I know. I know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Your sexuality yeah. Exactly. shouldn't define you. I think I've... your your typing score is what defines you. <laughs> yes, I'm a 29. Kathy was like 65 <laughs> words a yeah. minute. 65, 67. And I'm the dregs of society. If that's <laughs> hey, by the way, I love that that scene in uh, Bohemian Rhapsody where they're at the press conference and he's being hounded by. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. Starting to ask about his sexuality. I would actually like to see the real footage of that. Right. I wonder and if because it's... because they they shortcutted it and they edited it and they you know dramatized right. it a little bit. But I would like to see what that was like because he was he was he didn't take any crap. No. It's just it's none of your business. Yeah, so. none of your beeswax. He said uh, that would have been great yeah. if he would actually had said that. Uh, by the way, Kristen Stewart is currently dating Dylan Meyer, who is a screenwriter. I'm so rubber, you're glue. <laughs> Whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. Done. Um, let's see, uh, Stasi Schroeder. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, wait, this is, uh, isn't this one of uh, a Kardashian friend? She's on Vanderpump Rules. Oh, okay. oh all right. Uh, reveal that she secretly married Bo Clark in September. Bo Clark is Stassi Gumball. No, Stassi Schroeder. Whatever. Yeah, okay. Uh, Does she play the piano like her animated brother? She has been laying low since being fired from the Bravo show over apparent racist behavior. And since then, she's apologized and said she's trying to do better. She and, I'm going to be a better racist. She and Bo are expecting a daughter together. Uh, it, this could happen. Whoopi Goldberg told James uh, Corden on The Late Show that uh, Sister Act 3, uh, the film, is in the works. Really? <sighs> Only if they bring back Lauren Hill. They might have a new breakout star, man. I guess you're right, but... <laughs> but then again, no. she's older now. She could be... No. Have a different place. Steve, than... I love Sister Act 2. So I bring this I, up because I, Casey loves it. I enjoy <laughs> Sister Act 1. Sister yeah. Act 2 is like Crocodile Dundee 2. No. No reason Pretty for much it. Pretty the same story. Yeah, same goddamn Casey, story. my friend Matt's grandmother, her favorite movie of all time was Sister Act 2. And it became this sort of running joke where every now and then we'd go over and visit her. And she'd be like, you guys want to watch a movie? And we're like... No, yeah, it's, we know what's coming, Grammy. It's going to be Sister, Sister Act, Act Two again. Two. Yeah, it was like the only one she had on VHS. Oh, it's. Um, I mean, it, it, that one is. But the problem with the second one is that it loses that I'm evading a, a mobster who wants me dead sort of thing of the first one that it made it better. Yeah. You know? Well, now she's. You know, and now it's the audience that wants her dead in the second one. It's all about the kids at this point, and it's all I hate about the kids. No, no, and, and it's all about. You know, Lauren Hill's character and, and her breaking out and, you know, getting under her, you know, out from under her mother's rule who thinks, you know, there's there's no future in music, but music just frees your soul. Yeah. Yeah. So she went on to say for a long time, uh, they kept saying no one wanted to see it. And then quite recently, it turns out, what are we listening to? It's just Sister Act 2, that's all. It turns out that uh, that may not be true. People may want to see it. I'd uh, make sure it isn't true before they proceed. She said, so we're working diligently to try to figure out how to get the gang together and come back. So the gang, Casey, might include Lauren Hill. Who knows? Uh, the View host told James it's fun and it feels good. And, you know, nobody's mad. It's just, listen, you know, bad, bad singing, great singing, okay singing, and then none. What's better than that? She said. So she's in the stand. That, that yeah, she's going to Mother Abigail. Yeah. Right. If, uh, you know what I'd like to see? Her character go on from Ghost. A, yeah. a, a con, otter, con artist who realizes they actually have the gift yeah. and then moves on and you could take that in, in that way, right? That's a good idea. Thank you. 
<laughs> that is a good. That is a real good idea. They could. To me, more could even be back in that for some Absolutely. reason. Absolutely, as Patrick, Patrick Swayze. Swayze. Why they could kill her? <laughs> as Patrick Swayze. No, because in Ghost, Patrick Swayze's spirit, he's not going to return as a ghost no. anymore. He 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 goes right. off to uh, he went into uh, Wolf Wolf or, or Puffy Land. Yeah, pu- whatever Puffy Heaven. Land is. That's what they call it. Puffy Land. <laughs> How about their shadow ghost, Preston? <laughs> you know what? Maybe those things are in Sister Act Three. <laughs> During the audition. <laughs> Crossover. <laughs> I did like those things. Yeah. They were cool. It was really, they, Listen, were, they were freaky. The shadows would turn into these demons. To make, to make the movie have that, so that death wasn't, oh, it's, you know, it's yeah. like, you know, if, if uh, James Mason shows up like in Heaven Can Wait, it's really right. not that bad. Right. You needed to make it something that, you know, was scary. Yeah. By the way, The Stand is slated to debut on December 17th. Where? Uh, where will that be? Uh, so television. Uh, yeah. CBC, uh, CBS All Access. Oh, we got to no. go to Canada? <laughs> I'll have to get that. Not CBC. CBS. Oh, okay. Uh, CBS All Access. I will I will get that no matter what. That is my all-time favorite novel is The Stand. So we'll have to, have to watch that. All right. We're ready for the clips. Let's get to them. In the new sitcom, Connecting, a group of friends struggle with the fluidity of living in a global pandemic. Fluidity. It's a great word. And in this clip, co-star Preacher Lawson discusses his lifelong dream. I'm sorry, I'm not ready. I still have it set on Sister Act 2. Okay. My... Uh, so in this clip, co-star Preacher Lawson discusses his lifelong dream of starring in a sitcom. I've been working for this my entire Life, the only reason I started doing Sam comedy is because, because I wanted to be on a sitcom. Martin, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Jamie Foxx show, Seinfeld, Full House, all my freaking... You know, most sitcoms, they star a comedian. Everybody hates Raymond or love Raymond. Everybody hates Chris, whatever. They're all comedians. So that's the only reason I started doing stand-up. I was like, I want to be on a sitcom. I don't <laughs> give a f- I wonder how many comedians set their sights on movies and television as the eventual goal to get to. It's got to be a lot, right? I, I Maybe it's less than it used to be, okay. um, be you know, because um, we, the, a couple of comedians we've had through here and we've brought that up, the response has always surprised me because I always thought the same. Well, what, what do you want? You want a sitcom? You want a movie yeah. career, right? Yeah, sitcom loosely based on your life. Right, right, and then a, a movie career and, and, and you move along that way. But there there is a real interest in in carrying stand-up because of like Netflix specials and, and avenues mm-hmm. to get that out. And I don't know. Uh, to me, it would always seem the thing you'd want to go for. Connecting airs tonight, 8 o'clock on NBC. Here's our next clip. A worldwide financial conspiracy is discovered by a group of investment traders working for a bank in Devils. And in this clip, co-star Pia Meckler explains where her character, Eleanor, falls into the mix. The Devils is about a financial conspiracy theory uh, found out by a group of traders. And I'm one of these traders. I'm the only female trader. Yeah. So the CEO of the bank is played by Patrick Dempsey, and his protege is played by Alessandro Borgi, and his group of traders that he is very loyal to, that includes my character. (laughs) (laughs) Devils airs Wednesdays at 8, and that's on the CW. Yeah. Uh, now, that's all I have for you this morning. That's all so you need. Brought you up to speed in the world of entertainment. All right. With uh, all that, we're going to take a quick break. Come back in a moment or two. Make sure that you stay with us. We've got a beautiful day starting to uh, form uh, before our very eyes. We'll carry through it together. We'll be right back. 
WMMR.com contest page for your chance to win the Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Homegate Kickoff Prize Pack, including a $100 Primo Hoagies gift card, a four-pack of custom pint glasses, a case of Bud Light Platinum, and more. All delivered personally by members of the Preston and Steve Show. WMMR.com. Everything that rocks. So I have a series of stories here that kind of fall under the same umbrella. Oh, well, then I know what it's time for, Preston. What is it time for? To debut the new entry Oh, into the, the world of Preston <laughs> Elliott's morning show characters. Okay. The Game Warden. The Game Warden. Yes, these stories all have to do with animals. Yeah. Yeah. We've been working on this for... 20 seconds? Something like that. Yeah. I just realized I had like three stories that all involve animals. It seems like, well, we need a new character. <laughs> the case is like, well, I got the music for it. Let's, like, right. And you said, let's call him the game warden. The game and warden. And then uh, it was done. A done deal. And we can go home now. That's how we roll. Yes. I'll actually start with an animal butt plug. Oh. Um, yeah. I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> uh, Jerry Penicoli style or... <laughs> Yes. Wow, is that yes. a flashback? It's a flashback. No, a butt plug is what we call a charity mention here on the President Steve Show. I got an email from uh, Lynn Mullen. Ah, she's your faithful awesome. listener and nonprofit volunteer for everything animal related. She said so. There's an event coming up on the 24th at Maui Meadow Farm. It's from noon to five, and it is for a nonprofit organization called TRRAC Track. I guess is how they um, shorten that too. Um, what they do is they take retired racehorses and rehab injuries, and then they retrain them to do something new in the hopes of having them adopted. Uh, the event is $15. Uh, children under 16 are free. Uh, they're going to have trick-or-treat stands Those in co- for those who are in costume. Uh, there's uh, vendors, wine and beer vendors. Uh, you can bring your uh, your pumpkin and decorate it for kids. There's going to be a horse and stall decoration contest, stuff like that. Um, so... She sent me a link, and what she didn't tell me, oh, yeah, I guess, I, I'm not sure where Maui Meadow Farm is. That's the only thing is, I don't know what where in our area it is. Use the Google. You might want to use the Google. <laughs> here we go, Press. But Maui here. Meadow, which is located in Westchester. Okay, so wanted to mention that. So that is coming up on the 24th. So Lynn is very uh, charitable. Her and her daughter do a lot of animal uh, work, and they're wonderful people. Mm-hmm. So that's oh, the first animal-related thing. I didn't related do the thing. butt plug. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, don't you miss this theme? I love this. I told you. I recorded this on my one of my first tape recorders, cassette recorders, because I loved it so much. I put together, like, themes that I love from television, yeah. and this was right there. This had to have come from a famous composer. This is from uh, National Geographic, which, by the way, speaking of famous composers, I may as well start teasing this now. Yes. Yeah. Tomorrow morning, we have a, we're going to have a residency. On the Preston and Steve show through the course of the morning, our composer buddy, Michael Giacchino, is going to be joining us for live from Los Angeles for the majority of the show. We'll probably start talking to him around this time. A high-tech experiment. Yeah, we have, he, he will have uh, equipment set up where he will be able to play music. Uh, he'll have his keyboard. He'll be in his office while he's he's going to get up at a ridiculously like early hour yeah. and join us because he's got a solo album that has come out. Yes. And so he's promoting we're promoting that, and he's going to be uh, a, a, an all-morning guest with us. He's going to have his piano, We're gonna, and he's got some friends that are going to be joining us on the show as well, so it should be pretty damn cool. I was listening to the first 
release, and it's really good stuff. I mean, he's kind of jazzy. Well, yeah, and he's so good at that. Um, Steve, he has a little surprise for you, and it's nothing earth-shattering, but this is designed for you, and it's uh, it's some fun that you can have tomorrow, and I'm very excited for him to debut that with you on our show tomorrow morning. He needs to be my really good friend. And so, he, he sort of is, but is. you guys got to go out and visit. But We're I think really good friends. He but needs to a put a room aside in the house for me specifically. Mm. <laughs> so he'll be on uh, tomorrow morning. So, yeah. all right. Anyhow, I was curious who composed that. Anyhow, story out of the Inquirer involving animals, and it's pretty messed up. And it the the Inquirer had interviewed a gentleman named Stephen Mekachevsky who is a volunteer for Audubon, Pennsylvania. Yes. And uh, apparently there was like a mass bird kill of sorts that took place this past Friday. And according to this guy, Stephen, he said the last time something like this happened was in 1948. And on Friday, an estimated 1,000 to 1,500 birds Flew into buildings in a three and a half block radius of oh Center God. City overnight and into the early morning. Oh, no, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, remember it, I told you guys a little while back there yeah. was a mass migration that mm-hmm. was taking place. Yeah. I saw it. You did? Okay. Yeah, they were estimating millions of birds coming th- specifically through our area in uh, the in the in the nighttime. On aren't on this planet aren't birds the largest living species? No, insects. Oh, oh, insects. Yeah, okay. right, yeah. but birds are. They're up there, I would imagine. Probably number two. I saw one uh, here, and Marissa did as well. And, and it was a larger bird. I, I didn't, I didn't identify it. It had sort ostrich. Of a, uh, it was not an ostrich. <laughs> it ran top speed into Philly. Remember insurance. that day <laughs> that an ostrich hit the building? Yeah. Yeah. There's a goddamn that. ostrich out there. <laughs> Dropped an egg right in front. Yeah. No, it looked like a, a big woodpecker or something like that. It had a, a red patch on its head, um, okay. but there was no mistaking it. And it was, you know, it was right out front of our new entrance oh. here at One Bala. And um, yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of sadness when you see something like that. Fifty. So fifteen hundred. And they, they were. There's a picture in the uh, the Inquirer of, you know, some of the dead birds collected. But this happens periodically. But they suggest in the article, Preston, that there were it was the uh, the right slash wrong weather conditions and atmospheric conditions that That's promoted what this. Caused it? Yeah. Oh. Yep. Most likely. He said uh, that thousands and more had more likely perished elsewhere in the city as well. They just weren't accounted for. This is just a three and a half block radius. In three and a half blocks, 1,500 dead birds. Yeah, he himself collected 400 birds between 5 and 8 a.m. In the radius he regular covers, roughly spanning 17th to 19th streets between Market and JFK Boulevard. And he said there were so many I was picking up five at a time. They were were literally... And that doesn't include the... the, the, um, the the city sweeps up the uh, the streets early in the morning before commuters arrive, so they probably got a lot of them as well. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So are they crashing into? You said the buildings. Yeah. Right? Are, are they the like the really reflective buildings? So maybe they. I don't know which buildings know. in particular, or what what the outsides of them were. You know, so it, it's not uncommon for birds to get distract or or confused. You say Preston, you have them occasionally fly into the basketball backdrop in your in your backyard, yeah, the yeah, backboard. The, yep, it happens. It's, it's transparent quite a bit. Yeah. 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 I I hit a bird the other day. So, so did I. I how, how high were you driving? I was uh, about <laughs> a thousand feet up. No, so I was just driving along and it was a weird one in yeah. that I came up behind it and hit it was flying away from away me. Away from you. And I 
rear-ended him essentially. It was a little bird. It was like a you know, like a finch or something Yay. like that. And uh, I was like, oh, oh man, this ruins your day. Yeah, Doesn't one- it piss you off? And I literally, Kathy, I get angry. I'm driving along and I'll see one dart like right in front of the car. I'm like. You have the sky. That's what happened <laughs> to me. The sky. Why are you flying? It swoops down. Right. Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's exactly you what have it did. The like it came. Sky. It came out of nowhere. It swooped down right in front of my car, and mm-hmm. I mean, I, and I heard like you know, I was like clunk clunk clunk. It just, I hit it. It I'm just like, ruins everything. Dude, that was your own fault. <laughs> oh yeah. Stupid this one's on bird. you. Yeah, oh, that's, that's right. on you, bird. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot we're talking to Kathy. Kathy got out and clubbed a little kid to death. In fact, this past Friday was one of the greatest days in Kathy's of Kathy's year. Yeah, she celebrated. Thousands of birds Thank died. God clearing the sky. Listen, <laughs> what I'm going to say is this. Uh, if, if you're listening, Animal Welfare, I'd reopen in that investigation into Timmy. Uh. <laughs> oh. oh, Timmy. I think uh, there's enough data available right now that that wasn't an accident. Oh, it's a party. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, there were thousands that apparently they just they flew into a roof. He, he can collect... Uh, he can only collect so many birds because, like I said, the city workers sleep, uh, sweep up each morning. He said we collected almost 100 birds on one small roof on this past Friday. I've, That's crazy. Uh, they, yeah. Some of them are so adorable. Uh, so we're going to we're gonna hopefully in this weekend coming up go up to Hawk Mountain. Oh, I hope the weather is good and yeah, cooperates so with you. Uh, and, so, uh, by the way, I'm sorry to interrupt. No. I guess this guy goes around and, and it's part of his daily. He them. No, he is a volunteer for the for Audubon, Pennsylvania. He goes around uh, because five days after it says here in the in the article, things return to normal, and Makhachevsky uh, has collected no more than thirty two birds a morning. So I guess he goes around collecting dead birds. Yeah, you got to have a hobby. <laughs> uh, but apparently, so here they're guessing, Steve, that this is what took place. Uh, maybe weather events lined up for the worst uh, during. What was likely the peak of migratory birds' flight from Canada, Maine, upstate New York, and elsewhere towards Central and South America. A sudden plunge in temperatures yes. could have prompted the birds to start their flights en masse. Uh, what I wonder, Preston, is if uh, a full moon situation or a bright moon um, against the buildings, reflecting against the buildings, if that causes any optical illusions. Yeah, You know, a lot of times they say if a light is on in your house and they're drawn to the light... Um, and you have like glass doors, sliding doors. They'll they'll collide with those. It, it happens. That's why in yeah. some in some harbor towns they'll tell the people in the evening to pull down their uh, shades okay. and their blinds because it does draw the birds in off the water. Okay, you know. I've I don't seen. Know. I've, have you had one hit a window when you've been sitting in a house? Yes. or something yeah. like that, and it just breaks your heart. Yeah, and it scares you. First, I call up like... Kathy. She gets a good laugh. Yeah. <laughs> the one it flew right into my glass. You know the back glass sliding doors, yeah. but. He he got up and walked away or flew away because he wasn't Ugh. dead outside. <laughs> uh, See, he knew not to hang out at the house that murdered Timmy. <laughs> I'm going to go to uh, Sue. Hi, Sue. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, Sue? Good. So I work in Bucks County in Morrisville, and for the past couple of days, um, going to and from work, I've actually had to stop my car because there's thousands of birds just going back and forth across the road. It's almost like they're playing chicken with the cars going across. I hit yeah. one. Ah. And, uh, Chicken's another whole story. <laughs> <laughs> so would, would you... I got someone digging out of my grill. Would you say, Sue, that, that, that does it actually... Is it so um, uh, is it so many birds that it obscures your line of sight? No, it's just you see it happening. And, it, and I know if I keep driving, they're all going to fly into the side of my car. I got you. Know, so yeah. Stop. 
Yeah, uh, and they're going back and forth and back and forth. It's like they're they're just uh, just going from one tree to the next. Huh. All right. Interesting. All right. Thank you. You know what's wild is when you see uh, uh, flocks of starlings. Starlings are unbelievable. When you'll see like a just this dark flash in the sky and and, and moving. It's, Synchronously, it's wild. It's incredible, and these are the kind of 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 flocks that end up on radar. Yeah, I've yeah. seen uh, classical music set to this type of thing. It's hip, like for you, ASMR, Preston. That's I'll I'll use this to um to meditate. It looks it looks it. like an optical effect. It yeah. looks like it looks like a, a, a CGI effect. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And and how does like do you think there's ever one that is the the leader? Come on, keep up. Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's a weird. Crowd type of um, how do they mob all mentality do that? Yeah. 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 All right. Anyhow, uh, I do have some other stuff from the game warden. All animal stories. By the way, okay. So the composer of the National Geographic theme was Elmer Bernstein, the great Elmer Bernstein. Yeah. So the Ten Commandments, yes. the Magnificent Seven, To Kill a Mockingbird, The Great Escape. I mean, I on the waterfront airplane. Yes, he did. Oh no, Animal House, even the movie, the, he- the movie Heavy Metal, Ghostbusters, Cape Fear, Wild Wild West, all this stuff. So he's the guy that brought us this. So there you go. It knew it had to be somebody who was way up there. All right, uh, maybe you guys saw the video of this, but uh, CNN's Joe Johns was doing coverage at the White House, and a raccoon kept uh, antagonizing him. And it was hilarious. It was hilarious because yeah. it's, he's he's getting ready to go on, and we have the audio, which is a little hard to hear. But it's uh, yeah, the raccoon keeps keeps coming out. He's like he wants to get on. It's like a guy who stands in the back. Yeah, yeah the drunk hands. guy at the yeah. Eagles game. Yeah, well, put, turn on your TV. Turn it on. Yeah, but he has to yell at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's him. Get, get. That's a full on. No. <laughs> Raccoons, man. God, again, this is the second time. Right, the trap's not working, right? Raccoons in back. It always comes around right about when I'm going to go on TV. What's kind of, what's your go-to? I mean, his was, rah! <laughs> yeah. yeah One of my favorites hey. is similar to that, of course, is the reporter down, I think it's in Atlanta or Georgia, where the bug flies into his face. Oh, yeah, he's awesome. like, it's the best because he's, uh, you know, and, and yeah, yeah. Councilman so and so said that we do it. God, son of a bitch. <laughs> One horse town. Country ass town. Oh, yeah. He's my Amazon's country town. Here. It's just going on and on. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm and, and they they rap. Yeah, they're yeah. gone. They're yeah. gone. They leave. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I was but, thinking of the salamander or the the lizard that jumped on that oh, guy. That's yeah. great too. <laughs> and he, he falls almost through the cyclorama behind it. But in this case, the guy's on the lawn of the White House, yeah. and he's being attacked by raccoons. Yeah. Yeah, there's a follow-up video where the Secret Service is out trying to trap the raccoon on the White House lawn. You know, and they're like these are the best of the best yeah. when it comes to like protecting anyone. <laughs> like, and they're on raccoon duty. <laughs> I told you guys this story already, but uh, my dad has been having a raccoon issue at his house because he has yeah. garden out back, and so he puts out these humane traps. And yeah, every now and then he traps one, and then he's got to go take it, relocate it. Yeah, he's got to yeah. relocate it, and uh, he got a skunk yeah. oh. recently. And, Did he uh, find out too late? Uh, no, no. But he had to take a. Uh, uh, he he called somebody, and his, his 
cousin told him what to do, which is to take a blanket and put it over the trap. Right. And uh, and the thing sprayed, and it got all over the blanket. But he said, oh, the, the smell only lasts a couple of days, and it, it eventually went away. But That's miraculous. Then he, he didn't know what to do. He's like, what do I do? I, I can't go in there and yeah. get near this thing. So he took it to his cousin who lives on a farm and took care of that for him. Quick but, question about that, uh, yes. Game Warden. And I don't know if yes. you know this. Uh, once a raccoon shoots... <laughs> Uh, uh, does it have to wait a little bit? Oh, you, no, you mean a skunk. Uh, a, a skunk. Uh, yes, to to kind of reload? Yeah. yeah. That's a good question. Because, uh, you know, I would imagine there's only so much in their, their sack. I know that in is. my life that's been my experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I only got so much in the yeah. sack. I only got so yeah. much yeah. You got to give me, give me an hour. <laughs> so I'm, I'm wondering if they, because the spray on a skunk can go very far. Yeah. So there's. And and a lot will come no. out, so I'm wondering what. Uh, apparently, it can take up to ten days. Okay, oh, for it to reload. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm better than that. Yeah. yeah. Well, not anymore. I don't. Yeah. Know. yeah everything was taken out. Sometimes an hour is yeah. good, you know. I mean, but there's not a whole lot. But after anyhow, a full, after a full discharge, it can take a skunk up to ten days to resupply, but it can go as uh, as far as ten feet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And we can shoot uh, six, six times north. A, you know six what's times wild? In a row. I I, I event. I, I did look up a video of of a skunk spraying because I was curious as to what I always thought it would be like a mist type of thing that it throws out, but it does more like wasp spray. It's yellow, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yellow and it it comes out in an arc and it's it looks kind of goopy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was kind of surprised by that. The White House raccoon has a Twitter account. Uh, <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> How many followers? One. Uh, Hope Solo's yeah, butthole. No, it's not a lot. <laughs> okay. uh, a couple hundred. Um, Have you ever had... So I, I tell you one of the, the most bizarre experiences of my life. I was playing a college in Rochester, New York. And, and I, I think I mentioned this story before. Preston, there were like eight or nine raccoons the size of my dog, Chelsea. Like really? big mother effing raccoons moving in what appeared to be a coordinated effort across the courtyard. <laughs> they were in a flanking maneuver? Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, oh, there's a... Uh, 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 and I'm like, uh, let's get inside because it was yeah. it was a little disconcerting. Wow. Yeah. Um, I've never seen raccoons, really big raccoons before. These, I guess because they, they, I think because they were on the campus and they were raiding the dumpsters and yeah, everything, they yeah, were getting they were well a constant fed. supply of food. Okay. But they were big. Yeah, yeah they were coordinated. <laughs> talking um, Casey, what was your raccoon named? Oh, Robbie. Robbie the raccoon. Oh, man. That's right. So we uh, captured Robbie and then set him free and then somebody told me, no, 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 they probably killed him. I'm like, oh, man. Sent it to a farm so that he could yeah. run around with other raccoons? Who probably killed him? Uh, wh- whoever I Your had. mother? <laughs> no, I, I um, had service? this. Uh, yeah, I guess. Okay. The Animal Control Service. They Humane killed- Raccoon Service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we killed them. Uh. <laughs> but they gave me the trap. I, you know, um, captured him, took my picture with him and everything. And then they were supposed to go set him free at, like, Ridley Creek State Park. That's at least that. That's what they told this little boy. Right. You know? Oh, no, they probably <laughs> did. If they if they said they were going to do it, it's more of a hassle to go and kill one than it is to, to relocate it, I would imagine. So uh, let me go to Brad. Hi, Brad. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, uh, I was just going to tell you a little story about me getting sprayed in the face by a skunk one time. Oh, oh my God. God. All right. <laughs> it was awful. So I was over at my buddy's house, and uh, we had been drinking and, uh, you know, partaking a little bit. Um, 
So we were outside uh, to smoke a cigarette. I go behind his shed <laughs> to uh, urinate, and uh, boom, rounded the corner, this thing blasted me right in the face. Oh, my God. Wow. Did any of it get in your mouth? Uh, I am not aware of that, but it went all up my nose, in my Oh, body, God. Dude, oh, God. Oh, yeah. Did it, <laughs> did it, um... Did it sting at all or anything like that? It didn't. Re- it didn't really sting, but uh, like if you smell it when you're driving down the road and there's like a dead skunk on the road, you know. Yes. It, it smells a little bit like the uh, like the weed. Paper. Yeah, it's, yeah. It smells uh, like good totally weed. Yeah. Different. It's like a chemical. It's like it's totally different. Well, you're getting it right out of the pump at that point. It, yeah. it, it oh, hasn't been. It hasn't absolutely. dispersed. I wonder absolutely. that. Yeah, that's full potency right in the face. Shouldn't oh, yeah. just out it of was, protocol, shouldn't the skunk warn you when it's about to? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna shoot. <laughs> yeah, right? I should let you know. So, uh, yes. So wow. I was bad, and I didn't know what else to do. So I was hurting myself off. So I called him, and uh, was like, "Could you come pick me up?" Because he had a pickup truck. You know, you could so sit in the back. Me up to the shop, so I could like getting all my clothes off and everything. But when I called him, I was like, please, 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 please. You know? so, so let me ask you, how did you get the smell off of you? Did you do, because we hear things like uh, oatmeal or, or tomato, tomato juice. juice, or what did you use? All right, so the first thing I did was spray myself with some Simple Green, which, uh, you know, you might not want to do, but I was in his workshop. Simple Green, it's like an organic uh, cleaner. Okay, yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, you know, so um, that didn't really work. So I looked online, and it said... Uh, so, like, dish soup, baking soda, and uh, vinegar, if you mix them together, it kind of, like, draws it out and neutralizes the smell. Yeah. So, that got the smell off of me, man, but I smelled it for, like, a couple days. Sure. After. I mean, yeah. you got it shot right up your nose. Yeah, yeah there are oh, remedies, yeah. but mostly it just takes time. Yeah. That's yeah, what it was brutal. So, I always said, like, I never want to wish harm on anybody, but I would definitely wish somebody gets sprayed by a skunk. <laughs> 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 All right. Thanks for the story, uh, Brad. Yeah, we appreciate it. Take care. All right, poor dude. Guy. So anyhow, uh, raccoons, White House lawn, and all you got to do is go, ah! <laughs> uh, all right, I have one more story from the Game Warden. You guys brought this to my attention, and there is now a winner. Votes are in for the uh, Katmai National Park Annual Fat Bear Week Tournament. Yeah! Did I say that correct? Katmai? Yes. Correct. Uh, and have you got? Did you guys follow along? You know who? Oh, won? Yeah. I, I don't. No, I, I, I. But I did get that because you guys brought it up. I suddenly became interested in it, and I saw a number of other stories popping up just by happenstance. Uh, the winner is seven four seven, seven forty seven, like the yeah, aircraft. Go, so, yeah, that's a big plane. Uh, so he is the champion. What really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god! It was a face off against seven forty seven and Chunk. Chunk. Uh, A.K.A. Bear 32. In the end, 747 pulled ahead with more than 47,300 votes. Oh, my God, I don't know what to say. Uh, compared to uh, Chunk's roughly oh. 21,900 votes. I really worked hard for this. Yeah. And uh, they gave me a copy of Scorpion King 3. <laughs> That's all you got? On Blu-ray. You have a Blu-ray player? Yeah, I do. Well, I'm hibernating. I have nothing much to do. Keeps it in the den. Absolutely. Uh, the annual elimination tournament began, began in 2014. It was a way to celebrate how fat and healthy the park's bears are. Uh, Katmai is one of the most famous places for bear watching in Alaska. 
And visitors to the park <laughs> and its bear cam webpage can watch the bears splash around in the Brooks River and binge on migrating uh, as they migrate uh as they binge on migrating uh, they, sockeye salmon. Binge on so. migrants. <laughs> <laughs> sockeye salmon. Uh, they, I, what is this webcam? I want to watch this. It is their bear cam webpage. So if you go to the uh, Katmai National Park webpage, you'll be able to yeah. find their bear cam. Bear Have any of you but me been, besides me been to Alaska? No. no. Okay, the so there's yep. uh, one of the um, places that we, uh, there's a, a tram and you, you can hike up the, the mountain, but it is a mountain known for the Kodiak bear population. And I think I told you, we took the tram up as we were going up the side of the mountain and you see them moving along. Oh, wow, really? And they are enormous yeah. bears. They are. And uh, it's, it's, Kathy, it's, and you're up far and they look huge. <laughs> that's, that's, that puts it all in perspective. I think there are eight national parks in Alaska alone, and um, one of them, at least one of them, you have to be flown in by a prop plane, dropped off for a week, and then they'll come get you a week later. Right, right. Uh, and so I'd like to make it to all the national parks before I die. Uh, Alaska is going to be the biggest challenge because obviously it's a massive state, and those parks are uh, really spread out. So I think you need like at least a month or two to visit the state. To get prepped, yep. yeah. So 747 is one of the park's biggest bears and was estimated of weighing over 1,400 pounds. 1,400 pounds. After uh, bulking up last September, it was the first time that the park was able to gauge the actual weight of the gargantuan bears. They used a 3D scanner. Um, I just used my bathroom scale. Uh, as a boss bear, Chunk easily boss bear. easily dominates some of the best fishing spots in uh, Katmai, like the coveted jacuzzi below the Brooks. Oh yeah, you're gonna be my regular Saturday night thing. Below the Brooks Falls, which Katmai describes as a sort of plunge pool, <laughs> where the bears can simply sit and wait for the fish to come close enough for them to just pin them with their paws or voluptuous figures. <laughs> just look at those nipples. Yeah. <laughs> look at these manly nipples, man. Bear yeah. nipples. Uh, they're just beautiful animals. Oh. Uh, I, my question is: in the process of hibernating. We, you know, the natural assumption of what we, I guess, have been led to believe throughout the years is that they stay completely dormant and asleep. But that's not the case, is it? No, they move around. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. And they will leave the cave, obviously, right? Yeah, it's it's basically a long sleep with a lot of naps, but right. they're, they're not, uh, it's not like a coma. Right. Mm. But I mean, when you're a kid, you pretty much believe they're taking like they're a sleeping. six yeah. 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 Well, what about, you know, right. bodily like functions? When uh, Chris uh, Farley takes hibernol to <laughs> sleep for the entire winter, <laughs> he gets sick. By the way, Chunk is another big boy at Katmai weighing it at over 1,100 pounds. Uh, even though <clears throat> Chunk sits at the top tier of the bear hierarchy, according to Katmai, he's been surprisingly gentle giant lately. He's been known to push other bears out of his way in the past but has recently been seen playing around with other bears and patiently waiting to scavenge leftovers. Who wants to play lawn darts? Uh, from others, so he's calmed down a little bit. Uh, but, the yeah, the winner is 747. That's, that's awesome. I'm going to be more tied into this now. Yeah, and he won in a landslide, by the way. Did you see that footage? It was from Yellowstone a couple weeks ago where the there were the people on the trail and they had no idea that there was a bear charging towards them, but it, yeah. it, it broke off the charge. Yeah. <laughs> There's been some really wild footage this year. Yeah. There's one where the people are yelling at the, don't run, yeah. and everybody starts running. Yeah. That was when, a glacier, yeah. Uh, Unbelievable. Yeah. All right, uh, those are the stories that I have. Our new character. The Game Warden. The Game Warden. Yeah, I'll, Good uh, stuff. I'll keep an eye out uh, for more stories like this down the road. Uh, can I give away this? Yes. All right, I have a digital PS4 copy of Crash Bandicoot 4. Oh! Mm-hmm. 
We'll take call number 18, and we will set you up with it. And it's called Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. It's a good game. And it's about time for a brand new Wumping New Adventure. As everyone's favorite marsupial is back, crash forward into a time-shattered adventure complete with massive worlds, new powers, and more insanity. Uh, You can own it now on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. 215-263-WMMR is the number. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. The Bizarre File is up next. Do not miss it, my friend. up your look with a fall merch update at MMR's Rock Shop. Head to WMMR.com and grab the latest hoodie or winter hat. For all you Halloween heads, hit up aisle one for a flurry of ghostly face masks. They'll get you right in the spirit and work nicely if you're one of those this is my costume kind of people. Plus, gift cards, t-shirts, hats, and coffee mugs for a unique gift for that person who has everything. The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Everything that rocks your wardrobe. And more. All right, let's fire up these stories. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. And this morning it is brought to you by AutopartsExpert.com. For hard to find brand name parts in stock. And in our area, you can order your parts and pick them up in about 30 minutes. Autopartsexpert.com. Police say an Ebensburg, Pennsylvania man is facing charges for impersonating a Department of Homeland Security officer and brandishing a gun to a Walmart shopper who wasn't wearing a mask. 17-year-old Michael Baglio has been charged for impersonating a public servant and making terroristic threats with intent to terrorize another. Officers were called after a woman reported that an older man had approached her while she was shopping, told her he was an officer with the Department of Homeland Security, brandished a gun, and said it would be in your best interest if you wore a mask. Wow. Wow. Guy's flashing a freaking gun. The woman told police that she had only taken That's the ma- a bubble gun. She had only taken the mask off for a minute because she was having trouble breathing, and that's when Baglio had approached her. Homeland Security, ma'am. Uh, she told police that uh, Baglio had also yelled something at her while she was walking away, but she wasn't sure what it was. Police say a Walmart employee told officers that Baglio had told a manager that he had shown a customer his gun and told her to put a mask on. She was also in violation of Walmart rules because she wasn't wearing a tube top and exposing half of her ass crack. But listen, Steve, they say Baglio left his business card with the manager, too. Oh, so did it say Homeland Security? Handwritten? It must have, right? (laughs) Here, call me at the office. All right, here's one on the other side of that whole mask thing. An 80-year-old man has died. After he confronted a bar patron for not wearing a mask and was pushed to the floor, and now the other customer has been charged in his death. With murder. Yeah. Uh, Well, it's a a homicide. Homicide. Yeah. Uh, Rocco. I was pre-med. Negligent homicide is what it is. Rocco uh, Sapienza got into an argument with 65-year-old Donald Lewinsky when he saw the younger man not wearing a mask while carrying a beer bucket from indoors to a band outside at Pamp's Red Zone Bar and Grill. Lewinsky pushed Sapienza pretty hard with both hands, prompting the older man to fall back and hit his head on the floor. He went into a seizure right away on the floor oh. bar. Uh, Sapienza, who was diagnosed with blunt force trauma, was brought to the hasp- hospital unresponsive uh, before dying. 
Lewinsky paid his bar tab and left after the incident, but he was later identified through interviews and surveillance footage. He was taken into custody on Monday on a charge of criminally negligent homicide. Lewinsky's lawyer said he plans to plead not guilty when he appears in court. If convicted of the charge, he faces up to four years in prison. Uh, Sapienza, by the way, a retired steelworker, former Marine, was remembered by his family as someone who always stood up for what was right. So that's horrible. A suspected arsonist under investigation of a massive house fire is the man who actually clambered into a fire truck at the scene. So he set the fire, and, and then it, he went and got in the fire truck. Mm, mm, mm. However, fire truck? when the as-yet-unnamed suspect was, uh, was actually <laughs> attempting to drive off of the fire truck isn't clear. Steve Michael, an officer with the Florissant Police Department, confirmed that the officers arrested a white male on suspect on suspicion of arson and tampering uh, related to the fire truck. The department plans to apply for warrants related to the incident. So is the belief that this was all orchestrated so that he could steal a fire truck? I don't know. Uh, the officer said the gentleman was inside one of the fire trucks. I don't know if he couldn't figure it out or if he was just sitting in it, <laughs> but he was definitely not supposed to be in it. The incident began, incident began with reports of a house fire uh, at about 1 a.m. with firefighters and emergency crews, and a photographer was also on the scene who captured the footage of the blaze. The camera recorded a group of officers arresting the suspect after he was extra extracted from the fire uh, truck. Have you ever driven in a fire truck? No. They're cool. Driven would, in one? I have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're very no. cool. No, I've never been. i never have been for a ride in a awesome. fire truck. Every 4th of July, my town, with uh, you know, after the parade and everything, they would, um, up by the, the fire house. Yeah. They, they would give you fire engine rides around the whole neighborhood. And you wow. could ride in the back or in the cab. It was awesome. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I probably did it as an adult, too. Yes. You know? There's every reason to do it. It's really cool. It makes you appreciate all that they're dealing with when yeah. they respond to any situation. I would like to do the slide down the fire pole. Yeah. Thing. That'd yeah. be pretty cool. So quarantine was on last night. And she in the beginning, she's in the, she goes to the firehouse. And she's doing all that stuff. It's like, I'd like to do that, too. Yeah, yeah. I wonder yeah. If, they still, if they still put those in. Uh, yeah, I think they new, do. New yeah, fire, right? Uh, fire companies. I don't know. Maybe you push a button and then the lower floor comes up to you. Might do that. It's a modern age, man. <laughs> uh, over 100 bags of human feces have been deposited on roads uh, in Mul- uh, Multnomah County, wherever the hell that is. Well, that's that time of year. Um, and it's is been it already? Ha- oh, my God. It's been happening since 2018. Officials are asking for your help to sniff out the culprits. I get it. Bags filled with human feces and sometimes kitty litter have been found in Springdale, Corbett, Kitty litter? And Troutdale. It's disgusting. Code enforcement says that the bags are usually Walmart or dollar store plastic bags, which are typically dumped in the wee morning hours around the ass crack of dawn. Uh, Code enforcement officer Dave Thomas has discovered multiple sacks of joy. Uh, Thomas collects the bags that stay together, but he says many of them aren't, in fact, after being run over by passing vehicles, so they fall apart. Oh, man. These disgusting deposits are simply left to wash away into the roadside drainage ditches. Like tears in the rain. Uh, Dave is asking for the community's help in catching the asshat, leaving this crap behind. Uh, He said there are certain (laughs) spots... If anybody has camera footage of a suspicious vehicle <laughs> traveling slowly on these roads, we'd love to take a look at that. Come on. It reminds me of the story. That, who's the dude that was crapping in the uh, the track of the school? Yeah. Oh, my God. The, yeah. Oh, has, yeah. That, has that ever been resolved? Yeah. From yeah. a different school? It was, yeah. Yeah. It was a principal from another school, and he claimed that he just had to go to the bathroom. He just had to go. Every yeah. time. On the other on their school's field. track. Every so, time. You know, whatever. <laughs> Uh, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Uh, let's take a break. We will come back in just a moment or two. Like I said, uh, Melissa Rivers will be joining us in a bit and uh, and more. We'll return shortly. 
WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. It's always been Acme's goal to make sure that football fans have everything they need to cheer on the Eagles. And today, that goal is no different. No matter what game days look like this year, they'll be there to help you kick off, cheer from your favorite seat, and host like a pro with all the snacks, party trays, and game day foods you know and love. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Steven Singer's Real Expert Jewelers are available for virtual and in-store appointments. Real diamonds, real experts, real people. It's easy to go to IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. Sorry. Are you getting all emotional over there? No, I just had I, I had to squeeze in my, my mid-morning snack. Which is? Uh, it's some cottage cheese. So, um... It's low calorie. It's a good little, you know, filler, and and I had like thirty seconds to eat it. We so. need more brisket sandwiches, like yesterday. Oh my god, <laughs> so good, man! <laughs> Very different mid morning snack. Yeah. Yes, it was <laughs> sandwich cottage cheese. It was on pretzel bread. Pretty much the same. Thing. If you could put cottage cheese on pretzel bread, it'd be uh, all the better. I, I wish that I liked good. cottage cheese, but I don't. I know that it's healthy. Is it I the texture it. or the taste? I think it's a little of both. Uh, but it's one of those things where I see people eating it and and you enjoying it, Preston. I'm like, man, I, I wish I had a taste for it. But uh, it's just never going to happen for I me. I love it. Um, but you get I don't... it. You get it with fruit, or yeah, you just get uh, plain. Oh no, no, I'll get it with fruit, like pineapple and cottage cheese. That's, like that's the way. That's the only way it works for me is with fruit. Um, but and, I, and with brisket. I don't do it all the time. <laughs> However, I'm. All, I I always gravitate towards it when I'm at a salad bar. I'm like, oh, there's a cottage cheese jug. And come play so with good. us, Casey. Come play with us forever. It looks and so ever. good. And it's usually surrounded like in a bed of ice or something yeah. like that. And you know it's nice and cold. cold. And, oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Pick it up. Oh, yeah. Uh, wanted to bring something up. I wanted to try something else. I've, uh, something out. I've actually been thinking Yogurt? about bringing this up on the air uh, for a couple of years now because there was uh, I was at um, a bar in Skipback. Michelle and I were there and we were just meeting some people. I met some people I'd never met before. And this guy told me, you know, as in when you're having small talk with somebody, well, what do you do for a living? And he told me, and I don't remember, unfortunately, I don't remember what the title, what his job title was. And I just look at him and I go, I have no idea what that is. When he told me, and his friends were standing around and, and they go, we don't know either. <laughs> He's tried to describe to us what he does for a living and we still can't figure it out. Kathy just mentioned the same thing with a friend who actually sort of dumbs down every oh, time like, she's asked about a job because no one would understand Nobody it. really understands it. And so she's just tired of trying <laughs> to like, explain And like I heard it. her and I was like, that's what you do? And she was like, not really, but no one would understand what I do. And I thought about it last night too because Rochelle and I were curious about what a, a friend of ours does for a living. You would think you would know what your friends do for a living, but nah. sometimes you don't. And so we looked up her title and it was this really long title and I'm like, I have no idea what that is. I don't know. I don't know what you do for a living when it comes to that. So I thought it might be an interesting dis- discussion to either have uh, some people that that call in and tell us. Give us your title. Uh, you can give us your title, and we'll try to figure out what it is you do. Right. Simply by your title alone, or you yourself can. People just don't understand what you do. May I get the ball rolling? Try to explain yeah. what you do. A yes. little bit on this, sure. and one that pops up. Two one five two six three WMMR. By the way, all the time. And I've probably learned what this person does, and I choose to forget it over and over and over again. Comptroller? Comptroller. I knew it. Because I, I don't know. Right. And I know that I've learned what a comptroller does, and I've, I've some for some reason, I forget it. Are they an accountant of sorts? No. I want to say they have to do with, with comps. No. Uh, and, and I may be way off on this, is uh, like permits. 
uh, for like elevators or, or mechanisms or something. I'm, like I'm, if I'm, an elevator <laughs> wants to become certified. I'm way off on that. Yeah, Casey's, way off. Casey's right. Casey's yeah. right. Yeah, I thought so. All right. Yeah, because uh, wasn't uh, Joe Ciccone was our comptroller, right? That's and so that was my one connection. We did have a comptroller, and, yeah. and, and and he was associated with that. And now and he John always Ford, talked yeah. about elevators. Always. <laughs> and now Joe. Is no, like, I listen. The reason okay. I bring it up is I was in an elevator one time that had its uh, had its control board. No, no, its permit up on oh. the wall, and it was signed. And and one, I think a comp. I thought I remember seeing the name of you know like Philadelphia comptroller signed it. That could have just been graffiti. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but so, I, I may be a way off. With your that. friend Preston, when you were at uh, at the restaurant, do you um, do you have any idea what field that person was in? Like, like what was the overarching? <laughs> no, no, this business? was this was a couple of years ago. Okay, okay. All right. so I and it was a guy I first met. He wasn't but, a friend because so. when somebody works in like finance, uh, I get lost, and when somebody works in uh, often in pharmaceuticals, where I would think I would understand it a little bit better, there are titles and there are jobs because they are massive industries, and to support those massive industries, you need a lot of people working at that at that company. Sure, I, our jobs. Lost. Our jobs are easy to understand, but there is a delineation that sometimes um, the, the the perception that, you know, you're a DJ, well, um, and then you don't want to be pompous and say, well, I, I guess more a radio personality. Yeah, I don't call myself a, a DJ because we're not. Well, I'm not. No, I'm not. I, I used to be a DJ. Yeah. I'm not. Pierre is a DJ. Jackson right. is a DJ. What are you now, uh, then? I'm a radio person, a radio host. Yeah, radio host. Radio show. I usually yeah. say morning radio show host. I would consider you a DJ and the rest of us I used to. Well, I was, you know, for the longest time. Yeah. But, but even still, I mean, you're like, to me, yeah. part of being DJing is running everything over there on the board. Or just introducing and, and back-selling songs and, and things like yeah. that. That's part of the, the DJ, disc jockey, disc right. going back to, you know, but a, it's a not record, a disc. So. accurate in the old sense of DJ, right? No. Both no. Jack was a DJ. A DJ more now is a club DJ. Yeah. That's yeah. more what you think yeah. of because they're, right. even though they're not playing records per se, but they're, you know, spinning music. Well, so. now it's like digital jockey. Yeah. yeah Did, so there you go. Digital jockey. Like a comptroller. All yeah. right. You want to uh, you want to take a couple of calls here? Yes. All right. Let me go to I have Becky. Hi, Becky. Good morning. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, Becky? Hey. All right. So, actually, I kind of have two things. One, my little brother. Um, he, uh, one day, we're at breakfast. Um, I, he's talking about what he does for a living. I said, oh, I, you, you promotion. He says, yes. I am now a house. Oh, we're losing you. It's kind of hard oh, to. Becky? Yeah, yeah, try, yeah. Try again. So you're sitting there, you're you're, you're having yeah. a meal with him, and then what? And and I, I asked him what he does, and you know, because he'd recently gotten a promotion, and he says, I'm a data analysis scientist. A data analysis scientist? Yes. Do you know what that is? I'm not asking you to tell us, but do you know what that is? No, and I asked him, I said, Matthew, what the hell does that mean? Yeah. And he, he said, I have no idea. All I know is it came with a six-figure salary. <laughs> he doesn't even know what it means. No. He, he's, it, basically what it is is he works for Tesla, and he is um, he's uh, in charge of the autonomous uh, driving kind of thing. So if you have a Tesla, all he needs is your VIN number. He can net opt in, diagnose your car, drive it, park it. Find it, whatever. Okay, so you're, what you're talking about speaks to puffed-up title descriptions, too, because a lot of times, um, in, lo- in lieu of a pay increase, you'll get a really cool-sounding title description. 
Uh, because, yeah. but what he's basically doing is, is he is he is a a, a maintenance worker or, right. or tech support for Tesla, correct? Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And now with my job, my job is I'm I'm called what it's called an OMS. I work for UPS. So everybody's like, "What is an OMS?" And I'm like, "It's a management. Uh, it's an operations management specialist." And they're like, "Oh, wow, that sounds really impressive." And I'm like. No, not really. I'm a secretary. (laughs) (laughs) Operations management Management specialist. Specialist. Oh, secretary. I'm the the office girl. I'm the one that when you have a problem and you can't find your package and you call into the 800 number that's in some country you can't even pronounce. Right. Uh They forward a message to me and I call you up and I say, hi, this is Becky from UPS. I'm calling in reference to a message that we received. (laughs) Yeah, yeah no. Me. Well, that's listen. All these jobs are important. It's just funny how people perceive them. I remember the that's first funny. time. Thanks, Becky. I my Thanks, first you. job, Dunkin' Donuts. I was labeled a porter. Yeah. And I always thought of a porter as someone who worked on the Orient Express. Right. And and uh, that was the deal. It turns out you clean crap off of toilets. Yeah, you're a janitor. You're a janitor. <laughs> yeah. Much so. Uh, and what are uh, janitors or a custodian is a better title for a janitor or, or porter if you work on the Orient Express. Custodial engineer. All right, there's a couple of interesting ones here. Casey wants me to go to Matt and uh, hear this one. Hey, Matt, good morning. Hey, good morning. How you doing, Preston? Good, buddy. All right, is this your title? Uh, I am a public adjuster. Public adjuster. All right, yeah, so I... let's take a guess at, at a public okay. adjuster in a gen generic way preston uh, go I, for it i think it has to do elevators with, uh, no I, I think it has to do with money um and taxes for some reason that's the first thing that, that comes to i'm gonna mind. go with real estate okay how about uh, you guys but, but, but financial with real estate yeah okay. i think homes okay yes. casey i have no clue all right nick i'm gonna go with homes okay <laughs> and we're going with homes matt what is it all right so Everybody does the exact same thing. They have no clue what I do. But I represent homeowners and business owners when they have property damage from anything, from a fire to a storm, and they have to file an insurance claim. You guys at least got the industry we, correct. Yes, okay. That's exactly there we go. what I meant when I said home. Yes. Right, home. Yeah. I'm going to say home. Yeah. Uh, okay, so claims adjustment. Okay, I got gotcha. you. So insurance. So instead of me working for the insurance company, I work for the claiming person who has the damage. Okay. Public adjuster. Now, is there a public adjuster you work? What do you work for? What company do you work for? Delaware Valley Public Adjusters. Okay. All right. And, And do you find yourself having to explain once you say, hey, what do you do for a living? I'm a public adjuster. And then you end up having to explain what that is. Yeah, really, it's 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 tiresome almost. I go to yes, absolutely. It's 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 got to be difficult because, uh, and then when you explain it, mind you, thanks. Matt. I'm sure he does a good job, but you can't help but feel. Here's really what it is, and yeah. and, and you almost like you know. I'm sure. I'm sure. He, well, let me like let me tell you. Yeah. Here's what I do. My uh, my next door neighbor Steve. Uh, he's explained to me what he does many yeah. times. I still don't. <laughs> Steve, you're just not that important. You know, it's computers and it's yeah. programming, but oh, I still boy. don't know exactly what that. Do you know this, what it is? Can you remember the official title of what it is no, that he does? Okay, no, no, can no. he reduce it uh, down by saying something like, "I'm in IT"? 
Oh, wait, no, it's no, a little bit more than that. Could he use no, it? no I wait, so. and I, I learned something about that. So the, and, and I don't know the correct title, but like the computer guys that like really get in and, and build things and are, they hate being referred to as the IT guys. Oh, really? Right. Like IT, I, this is how it was explained to me, but the IT is more of like, the entry level kids out of college. Also, getting you online, getting your getting getting your password. That, that, that a lot of times that's the IT people. If you're talking about the people who are actually writing code and, right. and, and software, they don't like and, to be right, right, the right. IT that's people. Not, you're not the IT. That's guys. more like my my neighbor. Okay, so, but but so I know like that. A, so don't call him an IT he's guy. He's really good at what he does, but I just you know but I can't wrap my mind around some yeah. of that stuff. Is he a computer engineer? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> Is he a porter? <laughs> Might be a porter. A computer uh, porter. For the longest time, there was a, a neighbor uh, amongst a group of friends that we had that thought I sold insurance for some reason. <laughs> really? Yeah, she just had no idea what I did. Let me tell you me. something about that industry. Yeah. You got to get up at crazy hours. <laughs> All right, let me go to this one. I've never heard of this before. I'm going to Tori. Hey, Tori. Good morning. Hi, Tori. All right, so this is your boyfriend we're talking about? Yes, this is my boyfriend. What What is his title? So his... Technical title is a hydrographer. Hydrographer. Oh, oh he draws water. <laughs> no idea. So I. So uh, yeah, with something with water, we're, we're going off the hydro. Um, does he? Does he? Surve- we'll take a guess, and then we'll, we'll okay. all try to guess. Yeah, all right, we'll all guess. D- uh, surveys um, water systems, rivers, creeks, things okay. of that nature. I will say, yeah, that's good with the the, the hydrographer yeah. part. Yeah. I was going to say working in. Um, uh, like a uh, water treatment uh, facility. Okay. Oh. So I'll go with that. Kathy? I'm going to go either with what Preston or Steve said. Okay, okay. fair enough. <laughs> Somewhere in the Na- middle. Any uh, guess? Underwater maps. Mapping uh, out like, uh, you know, uh, oh. bottoms of lakes. And, and, uh, and places where you can't eat hot dogs because of the yeah, yeah. Yeah. Underwater cities. Okay. I'm s- you can agree with uh, somebody else if you want. Well, I, I like... Or, or a lifeline. But I'm going to go on my own. Uh, he, I think he draws water samples. Okay. Tori? All right, so actually Steve and Nick were the closest. Okay. Um, so he uses a sonar system that's on the bottom of a boat, and he maps the bottom of rivers and water. Yes, nice. there we go. Yeah. 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 So right. both together. That is interesting. We'll split how, the prize money, Nick. How do you end up with a job like that? That's pretty wild. Um, so basically his college degree kind of went, it was like a general I guess generally covered yeah. stuff like that, like mapping and planning, and uh, he just kind of got lucky and fell into it. Okay, I think that's very cool, Tori. He, he loves his job. <laughs> yeah, well, is it the kind of thing? Also, say if there's a sunken vessel or something where they can they can map they, you know irregularities on on like a, yeah, a, a riverbed. So, okay, that's cool. So he's actually very very good at his job. Um, so if there's um, a boat that sinks or they lost a propeller or they lost an anchor like they'll send him out to find these things that's kind of cool of the delaware he's like uh he's like like indiana jones i like that wow all right thank you tori appreciate it thank you we should also go to people who have really lengthy titles as well because i'm going to go to katie and she's going to mention her (laughs) sister's title hi katie Good morning, it. Good morning, it to you too. Thank you for bringing that back, Gold Katie. Buster, you're welcome. All right, Katie. So your sister's title. All right, you ready? Yeah. yeah. 
Director, Product Owner, Research and Development, Data Catalog, Metadata Repository, and Business Glossary. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding you. That's her title. One more time. That's her title. One more time. You ready? Yep. Director, Product Owner, Research and Development, Data Catalog, Metadata Repository, and Business Glossary. I don't even know what half of those words mean. Does she actually have it on a business card? Yes, she does. What is it? A piece of oak tag? Wow. Yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, so me- metadata is obviously it's the data that accompanies you know that, that like they consider the movie descriptions on um, Xfinity. That's metadata. Um, yeah. uh, so, uh, so, she, so she works for a pharmaceutical company, and okay. so I said, okay, can you tell me what that means? And she says. Um, and I, she had to send this to me because I, and I'm going to read it because I honestly don't even know what this means. <laughs> okay. I inventory, I inventory research and development data assets and store lineage for computational pipelines and artificial intelligent models. You lost me. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah, even, I know. I was I know. thinking more of like, uh, well, elevators, at least no, the beginning part of it, like, like marketing, researching products or something like that. Yeah, she's really uh, smart. I, you know, I shovel poop for a living. I'm the worst lady. Yeah. That's what I do. And Katie, much more simple. It, and this is the way I am. If I if I meet somebody like that, you know, first time, and, and you're just trying to make small talk, and it leads to you know, uh, line of work, and you hear that at that point, all I'm doing is just watching their mouth move. <laughs> I'm know, like, yeah. no, I'm I'm absorbing nothing. Even if they yeah. try to break it down and dumb it down, when you tried to break it down. Yeah. I, I was like, I saw Nick's face. I, you lost me three just, words. Your eyes yeah. roll white. Well, let me let me yeah. ask you this, Katie. So to me, this seems like perhaps what she's doing is preparing the meta, metadata so that the AI can help categorize and work with the information in a more efficient way. Does that sound You're right? So smart. You're much smarter than we are. I have. Mm. Sure. I think that sounds good. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Let's go with that. Yeah. That's it. Another one, Steve. Nice job. Let's go with that. <laughs> Thank and you, that Katie. one's a complete lie, and I got it right. <laughs> and you shovel poop for a living? Oh, yeah. And Meta poop. A couple times. Yeah. What, what do you yes, do? I went, to, I went to Conestoga with Nick, and I shovel poop and take care of horses. Oh, you take care of horses. Horses are great. Yeah. Excellent. All right, yeah. They understand you. horses. Thank yeah. you, Katie. Yeah. Four legs. Yeah. 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 All right. What do you think this person is? Uh, he's a uh, reverberated gas switch thruster. Reverberated gas switch, switch thruster. This is a legit thing? Yeah. Wow. Reverberated gas. gas switch thruster. Male dancer? No. Um, you guys will never get it. It's it's what I do. I, I push fart buttons. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> reverberated <laughs> gas Switch thruster. Okay, so thrusters engaged. Yeah, thrusters so it, engaged. It, it was just like a like a faux thing made up to describe you. Okay, I got you. Yeah. It's, it's not an actual. Ah. No, it's not. It's Casey. Uh, did you hear his joke yesterday about uh, what? Uh, it was yeah, great, yeah, and yeah, I got right. really great response from it. Wait, of course, which one? let's stick with that. It blew up on Blabbermouth. Uh, it was uh, the one where he called on the phone and said, "What? Uh, what hangs? Oh, yeah, a, what yeah, has yeah. a tiny penis yeah. and, and hangs down? Uh, what was it? Uh, what hangs, hangs down? Tiny hangs penis down. hangs down. Yeah, a bat. Yeah." And you have to do it when you're on the phone because then yeah. you say, what has a big penis and then hangs up. And then click. And then you hang up on him. <laughs> By the way, I want to point out he did that to his buddy Jeff. And <laughs> Jeff called back later and was like, dude, I lost you. I didn't hear the punchline. <laughs> you two are made for each other. <laughs> Listen, he's, he's, he's always thinking about Howie Long. Uh, this is true. All right, let me go to uh, Jen. Hi, Jen. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, Jim. We're talking about either confusing job titles or a job you have to explain to people and they still don't get it. What is, what's your title? I'm a lithographer. A lithographer? So I know yes. of a lithograph. Um, 
so you you're, you create lithographs, correct? No. <laughs> huh. Well, that's a silly title, man. Yeah. What is a lithograph, by the way, Steve? What? It's 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 a rendering, is it not? Yeah. Right. No. Okay. No. Got it. All right. Does it have to do with elevators? Because that's the only thing I would go to. Is yeah, a, is right. A lithograph. Uh, so I have no. I, what is what is the root? What does litho mean? Um, let's see if we can let's see if we can cheat and figure this out before she gives us the answer. Litho is the root word there. So stone. Litho stone. stone. Okay. Um, you are a sculptor. You're a stoner. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Right. We don't know. We All right. What is what it? Is it what Jen? is it, Jen? I am a printer. I take people's, what they want to get printed and design it for them, take it um, to a camera, shoot it on negatives, strip them up on on goldenrod, make the plates, and then put it on a press, print the job for them, and then do the binder. So it's kind of in the ballpark of what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. And except for the on golden pond part. Not golden pond, golden rod. Oh, oh sorry. Rod. Oh, okay. Norman, Norman, this doesn't even look like the damn thing. Shut up, you crazy bitch! It's an elevator. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's commercial printing. Oh, okay. Oh, commercial right. printing. There we go. Lithographer. Mm-hmm. All right, I got you. That's All where right. the stone comes in. Mm-hmm. Well, thank it you, Jen. Means, yeah, it means stone printing. Stone, stoned while printing. So, okay, all right. Well, that's a legitimate, though. Okay, I thought right. I was kind of relaxed. Thank you, Jen. I, you, were yeah. in, you were in the ballpark. Right. I, I would have given you that one, Steve. All right, let me go to Norman. Hey, uh, <laughs> Norman. get out of here. Yeah. Are you it's, No, I kid you not. It's Norm. Norman, what Norman. do you do for a living? <laughs> yeah, this is Norm. All right, hey, Norm. Hey, Norm. What is your, what's your title here? Fossil fuel installer. You pump gas. You got it. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so that's a playful take yeah, on what yeah, you yeah. do. They don't yeah, actually call you a fossil fuel installer, right? Actually, my my sister used to pump fuel when we did it in Pennsylvania years ago. Okay. We don't do pump fuel anymore, not here. But but you would jokingly use that as your title, right? Yeah. Well, the, like domestic engineer for, you know. You, uh, pump, you can pump fuel in, is it, in Pennsylvania, in Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. just not Jersey. Yeah. Yeah, Actually, you know, he's saying for as a job, though. Oh, uh, all right. So what I found you, out in New Jersey Norman. is you can pump your own fuel if you're doing it in a motorcycle or a boot. Really? Yes. But, but not a car. But not a car. It's one of those dumbass rules. Yeah. So, so if you pull up to a Wawa with mm-hmm. the gas pumps yeah. in, in your motorcycle in Jersey. Yes. They will. They will not do it for you. You have to do it yourself. Mm, that I don't know, okay. but um, you, you can. You have the choice. Yep. Okay. All right, let me go to, uh, we have Joe on the line. Hey, Joe, good morning. Yeah, hey, sorry to bother you at work. It's okay. Yeah, it's all right. All right, so this is your wife's title? And it is impressive to Katie's sister, I'll, I'll say that much. And there's a good chance a couple of you actually know what it is. She is an occupational therapist. Yes, I do know what that is. Yeah, we actually had a conversation about this, and we were like, Way wrong on this a few years ago. Occupational therapy? Yeah. Okay. So an occupational therapist will help out with, like my mom sees an occupational therapist. And it's for standard around the house things that people who have some physical limitations that need help with. Brushing your teeth, putting on your clothes, cooking and stuff like that. So Is that that correct there, Joe? It is correct. Okay. When when we first met, she tried to explain it numerous times. And she best explained it that, like... uh, a physical therapist gets you back to like walking 
whereas uh, an occupational therapist gets you to back to like brushing your teeth and all that after an injury or being able to like care that. for yourself. Yeah, right. All right. For the longest for the longest time, and this happens a lot to her. Anytime somebody hears the title, they think she's like a vocational guidance counselor. Yeah. Right, yeah, which yeah, stands to reason because you think of occupation. You don't re- you don't realize that's not the. Uh, I was always curious where the, why that term was used, occupational, for that particular kind of therapy. I don't know. I guess, um, I mean, she never explained that part to me, but yeah. is it be- I guess it's because occupying... Occupying your, your day. Okay. Yeah, that's what I would yeah. think. Besides besides getting back to the physical ability to do it, these are the things that occupy someone's daily regimen. Makes sense. All right, Joe, right. look at me talking. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right, let's go to who's been on hold for a while. Let's go to uh, Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Tracy. Okay, so what's your title? We're either trying to figure out what you do, or you always have to explain it is what you have to what you do sure. to people. I'm a supervisor of the technical operation division in life safety services. <laughs> wow, supervisor for technical <laughs> operation division and life safety services. Correct. Huh. It sounds the uh, first thing that pops in my mind is like you work on a. Uh, a uh, a, a fl- you know, a helicopter that takes uh, injured that picks up injured people or something like that. No, I will give you a hint. It does have to do with mostly hospitals. Mostly hospitals. Supervisor for technical operations decision and life safety services. Technical uh, operations division. Technical operations division and life safety services. Like EMT, maybe. Mm. Supervisor of EMTs. Candy striper. I think we need a lifeline. Yeah, please. Hey, do we have the? Uh, Proper music for uh, what we're thinking about this. I don't know. All right. Time to go to your lifeline. Yeah. I, these, this, okay. All right. What is it? Yeah. What is it, Tracy? Okay. Anything that has to do with life safety services in a hospital has to do with your fire dampers, your sprinkler system. Uh, Uh, Not even close. Okay. (laughs) Fire dampers. All right. But, but. Only. The answer is fire dampers. <laughs> but those, I guess they have to be, to specify that for life safety services. Correct. It's very specific uh, equipment that is used in only facilities like that? Well, it's, it's used a lot of facilities, but mostly hospitals are the ones that have to have the inspect it and those kind of things. Oh, okay, okay. super. Okay. All right. That's important. That's very important, Tracy. You yeah. do good work. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Thank you, Tracy. Have a good morning. All right, we'll see you later. Uh, let me see. Right, Did not win the million dollars, but you've won a year's supply of Malamas. I'm going to go. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that's, those are good. <laughs> Hi, Dylan. You're on the air. Hello, guys. Good morning. Hey, we are exploring confusing-sounding job <laughs> titles. What is yours? So it is quality control microbiological biologic sampler. Oh, my God. Quality control microbiological biologic sampler. Can I, can I ask the field that you're in? Pharmaceutical. Okay, that's what I figured. Yeah, I had a feeling. Uh, quality control, microbiological, biological sampler. So, quality control. Number one, you got to make sure that everything is made the way it's supposed to be made. Microbiological, biologic. Uh, so, what's the difference between microbiologic and biologic? You know, I mean, I guess it's the size. Cellular. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, right? Yeah. One's <laughs> smaller than the other one. I, I have a guess. <laughs> This one looks a lot smaller. Do you have to do you have to make sure that um, areas where they're doing studies and, and trying to come up with, a, say, a vaccine are completely sterile? So that is very, very close to it. Um, do you want me to? Do you guys want to keep guessing, or do you want me to tell? Uh, you? Well, since we're close, go go for it. Yeah, explain to us what it is. We already won. 
Okay, so pretty much we do, it's called like environmental monitoring. We're making sure the rooms and the gases, the waters, the air they're using, the floors, the walls, are, everything's kind of clean, sterile. We use like auger plates to plate the wall. We use gas testing machines. Um, and we test kind of final products and in-process kind of liquids to see if any bacteria will grow, if there's any dead uh, kind of bacteria in there already. So, so um, in, in a controlled um, testing environment, you make sure everything is as pristine as possible. Yeah, we have to wear, like, the clean room suits. I, I kind of described to my mom, like, it's a Walter White suit. She's like, oh, you make drugs, and then you test them. I was like, <laughs> right, that, yeah. that's not what we do. So, Dylan, when, when you really have to dumb it down for somebody and sum it up in, like, you know, four words, right. w- what do you normally say? Um, I wear a clean room suit, and I press some buttons. All right, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Clean room suit, there and you push some buttons. Uh-huh. Fair enough. That sounds like an interesting gig. Yeah. It does. Yeah, I've always been... In those Thanks, in those areas, or when you see in movies like the original Andromeda Strain, when they're when they're keeping everything as cl- as cleanly as possible for these, well, they're testing for vaccines and things of that nature. Yeah. You've got to follow these incredibly strict protocols. Uh, when when Roy Perry used to work here, we were talking about he was a trafficking continuity manager, <laughs> and somebody said, "What is that?" Yeah. And, and Steve, I think he said. I think you had to walk down the hall and then open the door and say, hey, is everything good in here? Yes. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> no, so somebody who has that title, they make sure that the, and you would never guess this yeah. by that title, they make sure that the commercials run in the right places. Traffic. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty much. When yeah. I started as an intern in radio, I had no idea how many jobs actually existed under these under this roof. Like, yeah. I didn't know that there was a whole engineering branch, that you know, sales, traffic, all of those things. Uh, that was foreign to me, and I think the more you explore, it, you know, any job and people that are looking for jobs these days, like it's, it, you know, uh, it's a tough economy. But finding out something that you don't want to do is just as important as finding something that you do want to do. Well, and listen, I'm, I'm kind of going through it right now. So my son, uh, my oldest son, has zero direction as far as a career goes, and he's he's starting, you know, his first year of college, and we have to kind of figure out what's going on, and we have. No ideas. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. But not he's only one. 19, right? Yes, but we still got to figure something out, you know? So um, is he taking, he's taking general classes with yeah. the hopes that something will light the fire? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's wild because, like, we had my son, we had senior night the other night at the school, and they introduced the seniors as they come out onto the field, you know, their football and marching band. Everybody's like, you know, will be a uh, is studying um, uh, psychotherapy and going <laughs> yeah. to the university of blah, 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 blah. And it was like one after another. And I'm like, man. Yeah. <laughs> Not <laughs> quite sure. Yeah, totally. That's exactly it. So. But I mean, that, but look at uh, how But many... there are lots of jobs like that. You uh, would never hydro, know. Hydro uh, gynecologist. Right. That was who, on her. Who, who under, underwater vaginas. Exactly. Yeah. You never knew that. <laughs> that's underwater vaginas. We have to wrap it up? Uh, oh, come on. Yeah, I'm... Uh, I know. There's so many good calls here. Casey's um, like, what do you have? We have to play commercials on time. Let me go. Let me go to Angela because I'm curious about this. Angela. Hi. Angela, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hi, Angela. So what is your, uh, it's your wife that has a title? Yes, it is my wife. What's What's her title? Her title is a psych rehabber, psychological rehabber. Psychological rehabber. That sounds yeah. like a like a counselor, yeah, uh, or a yeah. um, a therapist. To uh, you know, it's somewhere along those lines. Um, what she does is her company meets with individuals who um, they need help in life, whether it be because of mental illnesses or other traumas. 
Um, so she, a lot of people think that she deals with um, drug addictions. Yeah, strictly yeah. drug addictions and stuff like that. Sure. She deals with a lot of different things. And she essentially just helps them, like, accomplish the goals that they want to accomplish in life based on very individual needs and doing very individual activities. With well, that, that sounds very cool. Are you in a similar line of work? I am actually not. I am an animal caretaker. I take oh. care of animals at a shelter. Well, you know, you know, and I love you. Yeah. Easy to explain. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very simple. Very simple. <laughs> All right, thank you, Angela. Right, I appreciate Angela. it. All right, thank there's you guys. one more I want to go to. This is really quick because I, I need to know what this is. I'm going to go to Eric. Hey, Eric. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good, buddy. All right, so is this your title you're going to mention? No, let me take you off speaker real quick. Okay, now it's not my title, but it's Affirm My Workout. And I think you guys will get a real kick out of this. Your listeners will be like, wow, this is over the top. Okay. So what we got, I uh, work at an engineering firm, right? And we specialize in, in the form of engineering called tribology. Tribology. In engineering, tribology. I'm not familiar no. with it. Tribology. Man, don't, cheat, don't cheat and look it up. Too late. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nick already looked it up, and unfortunately, we got to take a break, so we're just going to have to straight up ask you what that is. Okay, typology is a form of engineering that specializes in wear and motion in relative to parts wearing. Huh? What? <laughs> he just said words. <laughs> <laughs> we specialize in the, in, the, in, in the rotation of parts in, in, in the wear. Uh, like in the motion of like wear, wear and tear, the, the global impact of friction and wear on energy consumption would that be accurate? Yes. Well, if you worked at a place and you had any any item that you would purchase or your company would purchase, and this part would wear out prematurely, oh, yeah. you guys do you do tests on equipment wear and tear? Like I've seen, like uh, like the uh, like the for, for a seat, a machine that'll sit Pounds, up and down yes. and go over and over and do it like fifty thousand times to check the test uh, to test the wear on it, right, Eric? Uh, absolutely, we do simulated wear tests. I think that's cool. Ah, yeah, tests. yeah, I know that. So that, that I, we completely know. Which tribology sounds something completely different. You yeah. guys use uh, ball bearings. It's, it's- it's a pretty amazing. Well, you could you could have a you could have pieces of a ball bearing. You could have a <laughs> you could have a fan blade in a jet engine, and we could perform simulated wear tests on that and determine why the thing failed on it. So, so, like when when why the bolt broke, why your gear failed, why the, the seven Vetser, <laughs> the seven Vetser valve. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, um, so like planned obsolescence. Do you have anything to do with that? Pardon me? With the planned ob- obsolescence, right? So, like, you know, um, where basically, you know, these high-ticket items, they are <laughs> designed to fail. Designed to fail at a certain point, so you have to get a new one. Yeah. Like, you Apple, know, the old saying, they don't, make them, they don't make them like they used to. Right. Some are designed to fail. Some you don't want to fail. So, I mean, for decades, uh, one in specifically is gears. You know, we're still trying to determine how to make a gear last longer. Where do you go to get a really good ball bearing? Which minimizes maintenance and downtime in jet engines. Huh. All, right. All right. Interesting. Wow. That, that is actually interesting. Never, never heard about we that. Don't... Eric, thanks, man. We appreciate it. We don't have time for one thanks. more person? No. 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 All, All right. right. Eric! All right. See you later, buddy. Right, if Pat, if you can send us an email and explain to me what a, a TEM analyst analyst is, I'd like to. Find yeah, out. we got to take a break. So, well, I was inter- we may have to come back and do that again sometime. I think there's so. some interesting occupations out there you never had considered. All right, we're gonna break. We're gonna come back in a moment. Melissa Rivers will be on the show. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's local shots artist of the month, Paula. 
celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Here and see more at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Tala, Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We're going to skip over traffic right now, Kath, because we do have our guest who is ready to go, and she is on to talk about uh, her podcast, which is called Melissa Rivers Group Text. Uh, so let's please welcome her to the program. We've had her on throughout the years. Yes. Uh, we have Melissa Rivers Yay! here today. today. Good morning. Sorry, How you doing, I Melissa? Little, I sound a little rough. It's 6 a.m. here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Where is up. here right now? L.A. L.A., yeah. Hey, but listen, you I, I know your mom used to come into the area quite a bit at QVC, uh, right outside of Philly. Did you ever uh, come on those excursions? I went to Penn. You, well, you went yes. to Penn? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I okay. was in uh, West Philly for four years. Wow. Good time? Yeah. And I'm still, and I'm still upright. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, they're actually doing some really great things over there with uh, people that work at Penn and, and you know, West Philly and, and, you know, trying to, you know, gentrify, regentrify that area. I don't know if you've uh, been back to the campus lately, but it's it's really nice there. Yeah, it's amazing. I was back there uh, for a reunion and I was like, I don't know all these places like I'm looking for, you know, I graduated in 89, so I was looking for, like, you know, people to step over and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All those important things. What, what, yeah. was, what, was your, what was your field of study? Are you ready for this? Yeah. This so useful. A complete and total waste of my parents' money. <laughs> European history. European history. Oh, my God. There you go. Where, did... Because that's been so useful. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like... Well, did you originally want to be a, a, a teacher, a professor, or something along no. those lines? No. No. No, um, I was doing, do you want the honest answer? Yeah. Okay, I was doing, uh, creating, you know, you can do like those individual majors, and I was doing something in uh, communications and management, and then my father passed away, and it just seemed really, really overwhelming So to put together my own major, so I looked at what I had a lot of classes to. I'm like, boom, history major. I'm halfway there. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Why, why not? Well, the, Why not? You know, and by the way, I loved being a history major. Yeah, listen, having having a working knowledge of history will only serve you well. A, a degree in English is always a good thing to have. You know, as uh, long as you and I and I say this to my son, it it as long unless you're going into a field like medicine where you need heavy duty science, as long as you come out of college being able to read, write, and and disseminate information and do what they call critical thinking. Mm-hmm. You're good for anything. Yes, exactly right. But it's interesting right. to have an Ivy League degree that you do nothing with. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, half of what I do is not, you know, half of what I say is not even in, like, proper English. <laughs> it's funny, uh, it's Melissa. Always, I'm always correcting everything with different punctuation and scripts. We go, we go with the same thing. A lot of times, Preston, and we, we've been called on, you know, to go talk to different classes yeah. of things. And, and I go in and... And I have to be honest and say, I, I have never once in my entire professional career ever been asked if I even have a formal education. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it's, you know, but it, that's not indicative of everything. But I think you're right. If you're going to be a, a neurosurgeon, a little school is definitely going to help you. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But so, so with the podcast, what, what, uh, what incited this move? This incited, um, I have, uh, uh, actually, 
a great group of friends. Wouldn't that be terrible if I have a terrible group of friends? <laughs> yeah. I have a group. Who would say that? It's like, no. way, do you realize, like, everyone says, like, oh, I have the best doctor or the best dentist. They can't all be the best. Right. Everybody always says they have it. Um, uh, I have this group of friends, and we have this giant group text. Uh, there's actually two of them. One's smaller and one's 27 people. Oh, wow. my God. I would hate that. <laughs> well, no, it's really it, – we started the 27 one during COVID. Okay. To all stay in touch. Um, yeah. And it grew and grew and grew. But uh, I have it started with a smaller group from my close, close friends, and I – started looking back on all the stuff we talk about. And I'm like, we go from everything from very serious, heavy-duty, sharing articles, blah, 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 to did you see this particular meme or, oh, my God, I'm going to kill my child. Or, you know, it was all over the place. I thought, you know what? I can't be the only person who has a bunch of friends that talk about anything and everything. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, most most podcasts are very, very they, – they want you to be super specific. Right. And mine's not. Mine's whatever we feel like talking about. We've done everything from very serious during Black Lives Matter. I had on actually a history professor from Penn. I had on a bunch of activists, and we had very serious conversations to, uh, you know, we, we did cults. <laughs> we did, yeah. yeah, you know, we did, you know, the, the, you know, fashion. We do everything, so it really runs a gamut, which I love. Which you know, as you guys know, everybody's talking about a million different things. Well, let me ask. Let me ask you about the cult thing. Have you been watching uh, the uh, the Vow on HBO? Uh, no, I have not watched. Oh. Is that the documentary? Yeah, it's yeah. about the Nexium. Oh, yeah, I, the ne- I, saw, I saw that. I've seen them all. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm a true crime person. Yes. That, now, that's great stuff. Yeah, and always have been. So it's nice that everybody's catching up to my obsession. <laughs> All right, on the lighter side, you have to at some point address the subtexts, group, like group texts that, that take place uh, off of the 27 one. Because there's other people that are commenting <clears throat> that don't want to comment to the whole the whole group. Um, I don't know. This group, is, and it's, the thing is, and I'm very fortunate, everyone in our group is funny. So, people, you know, it, like I said, after the debate yesterday, there was, like, you know, very serious back and forth, back and forth. And I scrolled right down to the meme and the photo, the screenshot a friend of mine took with Pence with the fly in his head. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So sometimes I'm into it. There's, you know, and sometimes it's just also the weird thing during COVID, all the guys were cooking and posting continuous pictures of what they were making. Like yeah. It became like a food porn site. Yeah, well, we and I got super bored. Yeah, we we, we, we talked about the uh, the mad rush to make a banana bread at the beginning of the uh, of the COVID crisis, and uh, and that's that subsided a bit. I wanted to ask you because you obviously you have this this pool of people. You've had Jeff uh, Jeff Ross on, who's a great comedian. We love him to death. And and you also you you do a lot of stuff. Um, you know, with uh, with suicide prevention. Obviously, you mentioned with your dad, you do serious topics. Uh, and I wanted to ask you, because I, I, the documentary, a piece of work about your mom, and, and you're in it, obviously, uh, a lot as well. It was it was really just a, a fantastic documentary. Your mom was so awesome. And, and, um, and, and she was very candid about how all that hit her. At this point in time, looking back on that and your, your relationship with your dad and everything that, that, that went down, do, do, you, do, you have, um, do you have a, a, a more comprehensive angle on it? Because I... It seemed to me watching the documentary. While Joan loved your dad, there were obviously issues she had with with what he had done 
Uh, how, how, where do you stand on it now from this perspective this many years down the road? Well, you know, first of the, the first thing is obviously it was devastating. Yeah. And something that was, you know, up until my mother's untimely death, um, the worst thing that had happened, you know. Right. And, you know, you it, it's like anything. You, you learn to process. I, of course, I encourage everybody to get into a grief support group or yes. therapy. You have to do that. And it took me, you know, quite a while to get to the place where I'm like, okay, I get it. And what I say now is I always say, I always respected my father. I always loved my father. I always will. But I think what he did was really crappy. Right, right. And I'm very comfortable saying that. Yeah, and, and I, I think that's a very candid um, thing. There, there have been a few. We've, we've talked about this subject on, on the show of a fair amount, obviously, with the, the rising suicide rate now. Uh, with is, uh, By the way, which is terrifying that yeah. one in, in the last 10 weeks, one in four teens or young people, person, has contemplated suicide. Between 18, yeah. The numbers yeah. right now are off the charts, and it's horrible because there is help. You're not alone. You yeah. can reach out. Don't, you know, the joke is, my father always said, suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Right. Isn't that why he's, he would say that? And, and then there mm-hmm. you go. Yeah, and there's the and there's the irony and sense of abandonment that is in my life. Right, yeah. right, right. That's a, it's a, it's a really um, obvious thing, but I guess in those moments of desperation, it eludes people sometimes, and that's how you get what happened. So exactly. Uh, but but the, the podcast is a cool venue for you because you 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 did so much with the red carpet talk and extemporaneous conversations and so on and so forth to have this collective together to get to do this. It has to be a good distraction too with all that's going on. But post pandemic, which we will get to. What's what are the various irons in the fire that you have? Oh, uh, I'm finishing up my next book, uh-huh. um, which being in the pandemic actually helped uh, called Lies My Mother Told Me. And um, other European history. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and this is, you know, with the joke in this one is, is it fic- it says it, the subtitle is going to be a, a work of nonfiction. Right. More fiction. We're right. not sure. <laughs> More fiction. We're not sure. I love it. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. So I have that going on, and I have, you know, the frustrating thing is I had three different, you know, big projects in the starting blocks. Yeah. You know, as and so now it's like, okay. I mean, yeah. the only people who have, this has been fantastic for are my writer friends. Yeah, because, getting caught up. But, yeah. I mean. But also, so- you know, especially writers, comedy writers, you know, they're. You know, and I can say this because my mother was one, are odd people. Yeah. 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 So yeah. they get, you know, and that's actually, by the way, I'm doing, I'm just finishing up. I do these little mini series within the podcast. And that's why Jeff was on uh, about the state of comedy right now. Oh, yeah. And didn't, uh, you, you had uh, Bob Saget on for that as well a while and back too, right? And Dion Cole, who's okay. I think, being released this week, and Margaret Cho. And okay. one of my favorites, do you know who Mark Cherry is? He was the creator yes. and creator. Yeah. yeah. And talked to Mark about it was fascinating because he's got shows ready to go that okay. now have issues. Right, right. Yeah, it, it'll, it'll all shake out. Um, I have every confidence. But uh, right now you have this going on. It's available at MelissaRivers.com. Is that the best place to get it? Or any podcast platform, Melissa right. Rivers Group Text. And there's another one apparently called Group Text, so you got to look for the little picture of me. Okay. okay. Don't, right. don't be fooled by imitators. Exactly. Right. And go Eagles. How about beating Eagles? <laughs> We're in first place. Uh, which is, by the way, you know our dreams will be crushed once again. <laughs> yeah. You don't understand if yes. you're an Eagles fan like myself. 
it's an endless, endless sort of cycle of hope and then just crushing defeat. I Except watched, that one time. Yeah, I, that and one I, time. I watched that Super Bowl yesterday, by the way. Oh, the one we won. Just to make yeah. myself just feel better. Just to make better. yourself feel yeah. better. Yeah, yeah it's, right. a, it's a soul-crushing, <laughs> you know, slightly masochistic part of life. Mm. Yes, but it also proves the loyalty. We, the, the, as far as loyalty, I think, and you know this, you'll validate this, you'll, you'll find no finer city for... Loyalty, even in the face of everything that seems to indicate you should not be loyal, we we stick with it. I agree. It's, it's a little bit like a bad marriage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know I, mean? yeah. I know exactly. It keeps what you, mean. you go to therapy. You think it's going to get better. You have a couple weeks of just like, okay, we're in a good place, and then boom. <laughs> you know, you check that you you look at the eye, you look at someone's phone, and you see all these uh, texts from someone. That you don't know. Yeah, it's a perfect analogy. Yeah, yeah that's exactly yeah. right. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll send people in the direction of uh, Melissa Rivers group text podcast at uh, melissarivers.com. Thanks for checking in. It's good to hear from you, Melissa. Good to hear from you guys. All right. Take care. Melissa Rivers, guys. We'll see you. All right, we didn't get a look at traffic, so let's go ahead and get to that now, Kathy. And Jay By the way, she group. thinks that there are not sub We're going to talk about that in a moment. We're going to talk about that in a moment. Go ahead. What's up? 295 northbound jams, 42 to 168, uh, and then 47 to 42 as well. Southbound at 644, the right bank exit. We have uh, some objects in the roadway. It looks like some debris right in the center lane. So just Do you think caution. it's those things from Ghost, Kathy, we talked about earlier? <laughs> Watch there. South on 295 at 168. That accident off to the shoulder. Uh, Schuylkill Expressway eastbound is backing up from the Blue Route into Conshohocken and the Boulevard to Spring Garden. Westbound side, University to 30th Street, where the left lane is closed. And then from City to Conshohocken, uh, but the accident that was there now cleared. 95 northbound, heavy Gerard to Allegheny. That's an accident south from Cotman to Bridge and then the Betsy Ross Bridge through to Gerard. This traffic report brought to you by DVRPC Commuter Services. Telework is the new non-commute. Stay safe and save the earth, too. Go to dvrpc.org slash commute. Services and that's your traffic on 933 WMMR. So, when there's a group text mm-hmm. and everybody's having their conversation and chiming in, you're saying that there are side ones that will happen. Hold on, I know I see the yeah. look on your face where you will text maybe just one other person in that group and say, I can't believe so and so said this. 100%. It depends on how many people are in the group text mm-hmm. and how many side conversations there are and so, will, will you sometimes will will a subtext take like maybe all but one person yes okay yeah you oh, really man. run the risk got, of but texting. then there, there are others that that are not there's a few that are taken off it depends on the topic it depends on sometimes there's a reoccurring theme with the one person where you kind of pull them off i mean right now so i have one i have a few that that i'm in uh that's sort of daily we'll, how we'll many how many people on average in these large um, group texts well mine are just like eight five, nine people no like yeah like five to six all right uh, so one of them, yes, one gets taken off, uh, and everyone yes. talks behind their back. Just because, stop saying that. We don't <laughs> want to hear it. We just don't want to hear it. And yeah. that's you venting to each other. Yes. As and and you don't want to hear what that one person is let, saying. Right. May and I then ask you something wait, here? Me, wait, let me tell All you right. the other one because the other one's funny because the other one involves uh, guys and girls. Okay. And so a one guy is taken off. Uh, often and and will text the the rest of us on the side and it's because the group text is like mostly jokes and memes and it was the the big black guy like right. that that's where it started everybody was was sending on there 
And then, like, one guy will chime in and, and be like, hey, so who's voting for Trump? Yeah. What? Like, we, you know what I mean? Right, like, right. no one wants to get involved in that. Right. And we, this is a joke conversation. And, we like, why would you bring that up in here? Like, my, so my we, we okay. kind of scoot him off. Let me ask you. Is it safer in those situations to, if you want to do that, to call people? Because I think the risk you always run in something like that is accidentally directing that message and the person gets it. Oh, That's yeah. what Casey was about to say. Steve, yeah. there, right, there was one yeah. that was so, we, it, it was, and, and they were both going at the same time. And yeah. I actually texted in the one group chat and I said, be careful. Yes. Because, because and it's listen, incredibly volatile. And also it wasn't malicious. It was, it was, we were trying to support somebody and we were trying to, we were discussing on how to do it. And I was like, don't let her know that we're discussing on the side how to help her. You were supporting that well-endowed black guys run for the president. Right, exactly, yeah. yes. <laughs> it's weird how feelings can get hurt in group texts, too. And and specifically, I'm thinking about Chuck and last night in our, our work group text, which is normally work-based. But he was there, joking, right? I, I believe so. But I think there was a little bit of butthurt feelings. because. But here's, here's where I have a question. Um, I think sometimes in group texts, individual texts from one person can either get lost or or not come through right away. And I think because people responded, you had an idea about tomorrow's guest, Michael Giacchino, right? Yeah. Which was a cool idea. Several people, including me and Marissa and Casey, responded. But Chuck apparently didn't see any of those responses and then said, I was just supporting Preston's idea with my response. But you had responded to Casey. Marissa had responded. I had responded. So I'm curious in group texts if... Some of the texts get lost in the shuffle. I'm always the the. Um, You're not a texter, though. I, I'm not so, and I think you guys all know that's so all. I'll, I'll get to it later on. I don't have my phone on me all the time. So do you read them? I do. You and, do see and, them. And then if I see something that requires yeah. a response, I I, I I will do that. But I do, I'm not. I'm not. It's not at the ready all the time. You know, like when I go hiking, I don't have my phone you with me. Yeah, which hey, is smart. Nick, to, to that though, um, so I'm on another another group text with two other girls. One has an iPhone. One does not. So it comes up. Oh! As, as the green text, but right. she when she she can't reply all. So when she replies, it only comes to me. Yeah. So the other girl on that, that chain doesn't see it. That happens in my family group text because my mom is the only one in our family that does not have an iPhone, and the same thing happens to her. So mm. yeah, I'm just curious as to whether or not Chuck actually saw everybody's texts that came through, um, and uh, maybe felt butthurt because he didn't see any of those texts, but they actually were there in the first place. Well, I got to read this. I got to take this in context because mm. I don't know exactly. No, I, and I, I, I that did pop out to me when I saw it, uh, because we, we talk every evening at 6 o'clock anyway, so you know that, that, that information will be exchanged. But there is, I think, something that happens in the progression of a text chain where someone is responding and they're perhaps answering something or someone is about to say something that they would not have said were they to let it wait a little bit and sure. the other person supplies an answer. Sometimes I'll write something down in a text just so I don't forget it, you know? Yeah. So, like, especially if it's show-related or whatever, if it's something that's coming up. Preston texted out something to the group yesterday while I was texting Preston yeah. something, something similar. And so I got Preston's group text as I hit send on a text just to him. And it was just, you know, there was no subtexting going on. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Kathy, to your point earlier, there was an entire group um, and politics ruined the group text and i just wanted to throw my phone into the ocean i just was like all right i'm i'm done and it, you know i you see enough of it in, in, in enough different places 
Why does it have well, to work its way into that? We were having so we have so much fun on our text conversations. It's a, a group from high school. So if somebody brings that up, it's like the majority Stop. of us are like, no, we, we don't want to If you want to do that, that, start a separate text based on yes. that. My my wife is so sick of hearing the coronavirus that that so yeah. so well, there are certain she things she she just taps right out and saying no. That's and, and like even on Zoom calls, this is a this is a this particular topic free zone. Marissa. Okay, so I'm looking at this text chain from last night. Preston texted, and it was almost 5 o'clock. And then Chuck waited like half an hour, and he noticed that none of the, like, nobody had responded to it. So he jumped in and I responded right away. So so you know what, Casey? I also did not get a notification about your like. You I just gave him up. a thumbs up, which is like, okay, yeah, I like the idea. So for whatever it is, I did not see that. So, but I saw Chuck's, and that's when I jumped on. I was like, yeah, exactly what Chuck said. And let's go with it. So I think Chuck was just kind of like getting us started because he wasn't seeing any notifications. Because he thought nobody was responding to Wait, Preston's text. Wait, but he didn't yes. send the initial text. Preston did. Yeah. No, no, no. But he just responded to it to say, I got I your like, message. I like the idea. But uh, nobody, Chuck, nobody. Because nobody did. Casey yeah. had given a thumbs up. I didn't care, first of all. It's okay. I knew I was going to talk to you guys yeah. anyway. Yeah. And it was going to be fine. But Chuck had written, uh, not that we, you were asking me really, but I felt bad that no one was answering, and I do love it. Not that my opinion matters, but maybe. Good talk. <laughs> well, that's when we took him off the group text, and we had our side text yeah, about right. Chuck, remember? Oh, man. <laughs> He's so sensitive. And the one without Casey is great. <laughs> there was one without me for a while. Why didn't Chuck come down and talk about Van Halen? <laughs> there was one with you. Yeah, I guess accidentally, but right? But that's just because you had the green, you made it a green text. Yes. It mm-hmm. was when someone was sending a video and then, oh, right. yeah, because you can't send them to Droid, so then it started a chain, and then it kind of just started a new text there. Okay, what so, was, what, okay. no, I was just going to say we we all have iPhones now, right? So yeah. we can actually name our group texts now. Yeah. Oh, what do you guys want to be called? Well, okay, Raven. <laughs> yes, that's so that's, Raven. That's, <laughs> that's so Raven group text. Um, uh, so, no, so it's the, the morning show, yeah, you know, or the President Steve show, or something like that. But, yeah, and, and then, then our side ones, and we can have fun with those. Yeah, yeah. You know. What's the worst mishap you've had with the group text to side text? You know, where you screwed up the chain. I don't know, but here's here's what I'm just going to say publicly. I know that people talk about me behind my back. It's okay. Yeah. And if something were to happen where I got a text that wasn't meant for me, sure. Am I going to be butthurt about it? Fine. For, for maybe for a second, is it going to sting for a little while? Yeah. But like, I already know that it happens. And yeah. So whatever. It happened, it happened one time. Nick sent something to me. He was he was bitching to Kathy about something that he didn't like that I was doing, and he accidentally <laughs> sent it to me, and I responded saying. Look, I know you guys are going to talk about me behind my back. We all do that with each other. It's what friends do, to be honest. And I said, just, you know, whatever the issue was, I said, let's keep our eye on the ball. And I wasn't, I and I had that mentality yeah. of, I talk about other people behind their back. I talk about friends behind their back. No. I don't mean I hate them or anything like that. We all no, have criticisms of each other. But it stung a little bit. And then I was like, look. You've done that before, and I yeah. got over it like like that. Oh, but you like it, see for me, I'd be like, yes, I have something now. You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> I, I'd want I'd want to see it and be like, yes, I got you. It's interesting <laughs> to say that you got over it because it was like twelve years ago and it was over. Email. I remember no, it though. I, I know, it I was know, awkward, totally, and and it was awkward for me because I was yeah. the one that sent it to you in the first place. I just sometimes talking behind your back is just fun and silly and gossip, and sometimes it's toxic and hurtful, right? And it's really difficult to know when when the talking behind somebody's back. Uh, is is going to hurt someone or whether it's just like, uh, you know, I can't believe this guy did that or whatever. You know, so sometimes it's 
sometimes it really can be toxic, and when it's persistent, it can cause harm. Yes. No, I agree with that. If it if it starts to continue and and and, and that's what you're doing well, all the time. Well, that's why you ha- even like listen the the side texts um, on a group text. That's why you have to be careful because you really in the end you don't really want to hurt somebody's. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me go to Chris. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, bud? I, so I'm a nurse, and I work pretty closely with the doctor, who is very difficult. And we would have a scheduling uh, text with him and then a text with a bunch of the schedulers. And he took on a couple of nicknames within our side text. Oh, <laughs> and so as his, you know, uh, assistant nurse, I was confirming the schedule with him. And I wound up calling him one of his nicknames. Which, you know, Can it be repeated him. on the air? Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, I was—he was kind of a, a crybaby, so he took on the name of you know calling you know Baby Smith. <laughs> and, oh my yeah, god! I go in crisis mode, and I'm telling him, "Oh, I shouldn't be drinking and texting." And I tried to convince him that I was texting one of the schedulers that maybe I was flirting with her behind my wife's back. It, and the meantime, my wife is next to me, laughing at me, thinking I'm. <laughs> Next day. It went to HR. It was. It, it oh, went to no. HR, and you were you were willing to pretend you were trying to cheat on your wife to get past this. It was, and and it was just me. And- <laughs> Honey, we're going to have to get a divorce. But listen, it, uh, we will we'll we'll get back together. It's all eventually. pretend. Yeah. It's all pretend. <laughs> Extremely, extremely awkward, and that's my story. So, did now? Did you ever? Did you have to continue to work with him? And if so, were you guys able to, you know, repair that rift? So, I think he kind of thought he was he was so pompous. He's a nice guy, don't get me wrong, but he was so pompous. He kind of thought that the girls liked him, and so that it was a term of endearment that you know he was a <laughs> that all the girls wanted to call him baby because he yes. did work it up there. That's it. They're all calling him baby in a in a sexy way. Yeah, baby. Wow. All right. Thanks, Chris. Yes. Here's a text that came in. It says, uh, "Group chat um, ended my marriage. Wow. Uh, well, it started the end of it. My soon-to-be ex-wife and few friends had a group text, and a uh, supposed friend started a side text, and she left me for him." So I, he doesn't go into the details of what happened. That's why I think that they're they're um, it's a volatile situation. That's why I don't engage in them a lot, you know. And not that I fear I'm going to say anything out of turn, but it's just, uh, you know, I. I it's just not your preferred, preferred form. It's not my thing. Yeah, yeah, you don't like communicating that way, yeah. which is obviously fine. You know how I do it. I go to the center square, I ring the bell, and, uh, you know, the town square. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. I mean, I know we've talked about this many times, but there's, there are so many subtleties that can get missed over text. You know, sarcasm is one of them. And if you're talking to somebody over text and they're not picking up what you're putting down, it can <laughs> messages can get misconstrued very quickly and very One easily. One thing years ago that I just that I developed was this this, this skin about from doing stand up and being up in front of people and being judged every stinking night about it's like <laughs> okay whatever you know I, I it, it doesn't sting me as much. I've got Pip on the line. Hi Pip, you're on the air. <laughs> 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 Uh, what's, what's up, up guys? Good morning. Good morning. So, morning. you know, I, I I heard you guys bring this up the other day, and I was hoping you were going to make a segment out of it. I think so. My family, we have. I have to say, every family member, and when I say every family member, I mean from 13 years old 
to 85 years old is in this group message, probably about 45. Wow. Oh, man. It's crazy. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you. It's my wife's side of the family. So uh, it's a big family. I love every single one of those people to death. But this group message, I think there's three flaws. One, you can tell when someone isn't answering you in the group message and they text other people, right? So oh. you get angry when you're like, well, they're not talking to me, but I know they just texted you so I can see <laughs> I can see that they're around their phone or they just posted on Instagram, but they're not answering my group text message, but they answered your message. So it's frustrating. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the first big thing. The second big thing, like you guys said, of course, everyone is going to have a side message with somebody else. There's 50 people in this in this group chat. Right. Not everyone is going to be best friends 365 days of the year. And if you accidentally send it to the wrong group chat, which has happened, mm. that could be hugely detrimental. And then the third issue that I have with the group chat is I don't need to see every picture of the beach that you take or every time you eat uh, a slice of pizza from a restaurant in Philadelphia. I, I don't. I don't need to, to see this with mm-hmm. fifty people in a group message. It makes it impossible to remain. Uh, I mean, to remain well, well, pit. I know what you mean. I can't. That's it's too much. I. That's, it is. Anytime there's there's over. I, now I'll do it amongst our group here. It's you know all together. It's I think seven, maybe eight of us on the on the the group text, and it's work related stuff, and it's fun stuff from time to time. But if it were. Over that amount, and it's people just constantly just posting things about their life, and so I couldn't do it. I'd, I'd be out, dude. I'd, I'd yeah. leave the family. Can't do it. You can't do it. But hey, thank you guys. You guys work. Yeah, yes, you work too. Thanks, Pip. Now Good you can leave yet. a group text, right? Yeah. Yes. And you get and the people I just get always no- forget how you do it. But, but the people yeah. get notified, right? Do they? What, that so-and-so has left? Yeah. Can, can Maybe. You, can you just simply mute your presence from a group text? You can mute you can, a group text. Yes. I I'm, I have to mute when I go to bed because sometimes yeah. they'll go nuts Same. and I go to bed early. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's so... And that's the sound funny. I make when I sleep. Which is... <laughs> <laughs> uh, what am I reading here, Casey? Uh, it's just a funny response. We have a um a, a poll going out right now on, on Twitter. Okay. How many of your group texts have a subgroup text? Secondary text where you talk about a person from the group, text behind their back. Uh, so the options are all of them, a few, or none. That's mean. And this one uh, response that says, if you say none, that's mean, then you're the one that's being talked about in the subgroup. That's funny. Just to let you know. Uh, let me go to Steve. Hi, Steve. Good morning. Hi, how's it going? Good, man. What's up? Not much. Right. So I used to work for an EMS company doing medical transport, and we didn't always get our schedule until like right before the end of the day. Long story short, you know, my shift was till five o'clock. And if a hospital gave a discharge, say at 459, guess who had to go pick it up? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I I text my girlfriend because we made plans to go on date night. Say, hey, I'm actually getting done on time for once. I'm really looking forward to it. And then the group text comes in with the schedule, and then I get a discharge order. Literally, it's like 4:58 and 59 seconds, mm-hmm. and I'm just mother of God. Yeah. 
So I respond to my girlfriend, or I guess not. Guess who just got a discharge? Sometimes I hate this effing place. Right. Or at least I thought I sent it to my girlfriend. Oh, man. <laughs> you get in trouble? Uh, so the group text went completely radio silent for like 10 minutes, and then I get a text in from my boss in the group chat. Steven, I'd like to speak to you in the morning when you get here. Oh, Jesus. Uh, well, you know what? Screw him, dude. Yeah, like, you know, he should understand your uh, annoyment. Yeah. Annoyance? Annoyment? Annoyment-acity. Annointation. Yeah. Annoyment-acity. So... Listen, did he understand when you explained to him that it that you can see that this has happened multiple times, how frustrating that might be? Yeah, well, so what actually wound up happening was I went on that discharge, and she's like, well, I want to talk to you when you get back to the stations, what actually she had originally said. And this discharge, of course, took a couple of hours, because I don't know how familiar you are with 22 up, up here towards Allentown, but it's a parking lot that time of day. Okay. No, you so can completely understand it. Yeah. I spent an hour at the hospital filling out the paperwork, spent another hour going and taking this person where they needed to go. And finally, it's like, I'm going to talk to you in the morning, which I guess gave her enough time to cool down and realize that, oh, yeah, he was mad because this was going to take him an extra three hours. Yeah, I think you're I think you're well served. And like, I, I hate the hypocrisy and I hate the fact that people will bristle and act as if they've never done something similar, that something has not occurred where, you know, everyone has had that lapse or that moment where they just blurted something out. We're all human, and that happens. So I'm glad they were able to see that, yeah, you were put upon in a major way. You may have handled it differently in different situations, but that was that that time, a moment in time, and you move on, you know? It, mm-hmm. it, you can't crucify someone for being human. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate right, it. Man. You guys rock. We I love you, too. When in a group text, uh, one text with several thoughts is totally acceptable and should be encouraged. You do not need to send multiple texts, especially in a group chat, because uh, I don't want all of those texts. Just put them all in one thought. Send that as one text. And especially when, you know, there are responses that come in between those points they're trying to make, because then it becomes this out-of-order conversation or have a quarter out of order statement that you're trying to read yeah yeah you know what i hate uh is when i'm sending either a link or a picture that i uh, there is an explanation for said link or picture <laughs> yeah and that explanation goes above the picture and then gets lost because yeah, yeah, the picture yeah. i'm like oh yeah. man what order do you send it in you well, gotta send, send a sec separate text yeah right? you gotta send After the link the first picture. link first and then, then the text and then the text yeah, yeah. so right. if, if you try to Add text to the link. Mm-hmm. Right. It puts it at the top. At the top, and you I might agree. miss it. Yeah. Do you know I what agree. I hate, too, is then you have to figure out how to do it when you're sending a series of pictures. Yes. And, like, you're, you're texting a series of pictures, and you go into your iPhoto thing, and you want them to be presented in, in a, a certain order. progression. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and uh, it's like you, it's like, oh, you son of a yeah, bitch. Yeah, why does it do that? It doesn't no. do it in order. It's Marissa? annoying. Yeah. Just so you guys know, the latest update of iPhone, you can now reply to a specific text out of order. So if you're in a group chat, really? yep, you can click on a text and it lets you reply to that one. And then it shows up like a little Reddit feed or like a little chat board where it uh, has a line and it says you're responding to this text right, earlier. Right. So open, like if you're in a text, I'm in chain, our group text. I'm going to respond to Marissa. Just... By the way, Marissa is a she is oh. a, a freshman iPhone owner. And like the new, she came in the other. Ooh, the new update coming. You know, you can do these widgets. You can leave, 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 leave. I'm like, where's yeah. the, 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 the
I just did it. You did it? I just, I just responded to Chuck. I'm doing it, guys. I'm doing it. I did it. But I, I got it. Yeah. yeah but I, I got it, your response. But it yeah. still comes down as the last text. Oh, I thought you. I thought your response to Chuck would just go to Chuck. I misunderstood. Oh no! No, but it's showing that he is responding to a text from Chuck from earlier. So it kind of is a little different in the text chain. I need. Oh. No, but on mine, it's still the last text. Should it come up under but, Chuck's text or no? I think but, you have to update your phone. Uh, so my yeah, yeah but There's mine a got bubble. It. Yeah, so okay. it, it is the last text. However, just above that is a smaller. Um, bubble Shaded. of, of uh, Chuck's text that I responded oh. to. Oh. Oh. Wait, how do, you, how do you do that again? You just hold it down. Uh, on so, the text you yeah. want to respond to? Yeah, hold that text down. So you're going to hold that down, and then you hit reply. <gasps> you're doing it! I'm doing <laughs> it! I'm doing it! <laughs> what should I write? I'm just writing hi, Chuck. Oh, my God. Hi, Chuck. I wonder if Chuck's listening to us down the hallway. No, he doesn't listen anymore. He quit listening a while back. Oh, okay. Yeah, he doesn't listen to us. I'm joking. He yeah, did. I got yours, uh, but I got yours at the bottom, Preston. And then yes. Kathy's asking if Chuck is on here. <laughs> but it should it should uh, have Chuck's original. <laughs> Steve text. is being very helpful by texting a picture of his eye. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go to Josh. Hey, Josh, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's uh, up, bud? Group chat pretty much was the downfall of my marriage. Uh, I had a group chat with a bunch of my buddies that my wife was involved with. And, uh, uh, a guy that was supposed to be a good friend of mine started a side text with my wife. And Did you text in earlier? Huh? Did you text in this same story? Because I just read a very similar yeah. text to this. Yeah, they told me to call in. So. Okay, so this is you. Okay. Well, I hate to tell you this, but I'm now dating your girlfriend. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no. She was my wife for 17 years. Jeez, oh so, so, and then he, he wow. paired off, did a subtext, and started macking on your, your wife. Yep, they started basically like confiding in each other and <sighs> things went south and yeah i think That's that would it would have happened with or without the group text so? yeah yeah well i mean he was this is a guy that was over at my house every weekend for the last i don't know five six years so, but it, but I, I think the point is, though, case is just this yeah. is this is a method that can be used yeah. uh, for yeah. something like that. Oh, yeah. consider. Um, sorry to hear that, Josh. Yeah. Man, thanks for sharing the story. Appreciate Chuck, it. Chuck is uh, here, very confused. Chuck just showed up. <laughs> oh wait, we got to get his theme music. Chuck has theme, theme music. music? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Bill has theme music. All right. Ah, <laughs> it's triumph. I have music no idea triumph. what's going on. It's magic power from triumph. Uh, so we were talking about group text and how there can be side texts outside of that group if you want to talk about people behind the back and then we started talking about sometimes you can get the wrong um, idea or message from texting and so your response to my idea with Michael Giacchino tomorrow seemed kind of pointed um, in the way that you worded it and we weren't sure if you were being serious or not. About which part? So you guys, I just responded, there were no responses when I looked at it. Yes. They may have come later, or maybe you saw mine. Like no, they, yours, they were out of order or something. No, no, yours was the first to say I love that, and then, right. Uh, but I kind of felt like you're not talking to me, like you're talking to the rest of the show. Yeah, and like I'm, a, I'm like in the back of the room on that group text. And your re- <laughs> so wait, so by no one responding, he felt bad for Preston. I felt bad for Preston. He felt bad for me. And then he, he follows up with the, I love that idea, with not that you were really asking me, but I felt bad that no one was answering. And I do love the idea, but it not that my opinion matters. 
<laughs> but maybe. And then you added good talk, which well, we know is a way of yeah. saying, yeah. screw you guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. For not texting yeah. back. Well, yeah. and, and, I, and I appreciate that because... I have sent group texts, and I'm like, nobody's re- nobody nobody's responding. Nothing. This yeah. is uh, this this needs at least a thumbs up or something. I, I mean, you have to I, also in a group text, especially ours. It goes every day. There's something that's sent every day. You can't respond all of the time. So no, but there sometimes are... it's just worth okay, a quick look, and it doesn't need a response. So that group text, though, I feel like there's two groups, and that one I'm accidentally a part of. <laughs> So and so well, who else is on? It's the six of you, and me Nick and Nick Murphy. Murphy. Yeah. So so there are and some, Randy Cox. No, there are some <laughs> things that come up that that don't really pertain to you and Nick Murphy that are show related. Right. Yeah. And I think we just do it out of habit now that we just I just go to that group. But I, I, I'm almost 100 percent positive there's another group. Is there that real stuff happens in that I'm not a part of? <laughs> Well, that's what I jokingly said before about the group text that you're not yeah. involved in. But so, there's not. There, there is no. There is one we just don't really use anymore. It's so far yeah. down on yeah. my list. I deleted I, it. Okay. I, I don't even think. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, I just keep this one up. This other thing happens to these guys. Do this. I'm loving that we're talking about this because the two of you do this all the time. Me and Casey. Uh, yeah. I have a group text that's just the two of you that I'll send stuff yes. to. It's the three of us. Yes. yes. And so I'll send like, hey, here's a funny band name or something like yeah. that, and I'll send it to these two guys. <laughs> And then and nobody responds. No, no, no. Okay, all right. They talk to each other, and not me. They, they, <laughs> oh my! Like, Are you more self conscious than Casey? No, no, no. Yeah. So I'll send, yeah. I'll send yeah. like, I'll be like, uh, you know, the the Whisker Snickers or whatever. They, right. That's a funny band name. And then Preston will go like two hours later. He'll go, sorry, I didn't see it. I was playing golf. And then Casey will go, hey, I was playing golf too. Where were <laughs> Where were you playing? And, and Preston will be like, I was here in case of his ever. And now I'm out of it. I'm yeah, out of it. it. And we're not talking about whisker sniffers. Oh, nothing. No, barely acknowledgement. They carry on a conversation. Oh, I'm man. completely left out. And You're just basically a tool for yeah, bringing yeah. them closer together. That's I'm funny. Just, I'm just like third man, fifth man, eighth man. I'm never like the, the main guy. Although, although when Eddie Van Halen died, um, Preston did FaceTime me to see how I was doing. So well, I was like, wow, I, I, that's, we were that expecting was... you to come down yesterday, but you, you know, maybe we didn't know how distraught you were. Yeah, it's just, you know, it sucks. That's yeah. all. Yeah. That's all. You guys would cover it better than I could anyway. So. I did not know you felt that way. So Whiskers I did not know we were doing that, you know? <laughs> mm. Well, well a lot right. of times, too, like, if people can't respond and then, you know, for instance, like he said, you said, sorry, I was golfing. Then it reminds everybody else on that chat, oh, I didn't, I didn't respond either. And so it will. It'll pick up, like... Somewhere else, not with what your original text was. Right, exactly. Right. But but I was I was just across the hall. I was getting your text when you're all texting me, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what's going on because I wasn't able to listen to that. Text. <laughs> Did you and then and then a friend of mine is texting me. He's like, they're doing the whole thing talking about you. <laughs> Go in there. They need some tough skin or something like that. I'm like, I don't have any tough skin. I'm, <laughs> I'm the one with the really thin skin. Going, am I really part of this conversation? <laughs> I don't funny. even know if I'm on that group chat anymore. That's funny. Wow. <laughs> No, we were trying out a feature where you can respond to a very a specific text. If you're in a group text, you can go back to a message that, say, you sent that was like five or six messages before, and I can respond specifically to that, not just oh, wow. okay. as a part of the it, – it'll show up in the group text, but it will say it's referencing what Chuck said. Gotcha. So we were trying that out. That's right. why I sent hi, Chuck. Oh, got it. Yeah, okay. So. Well, hi. Hi. Hey. Hey. Um, What's up, guys? Whisker oh, man, sniffers. I was going to go to this guy, Frank, who thinks he got kicked out of a group text, but he's not he sure. He can't be sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, I guess, you did, dude. <laughs> I guess you don't know. Yeah. yeah, unless you just stop. If you think it, you probably yeah, did. you probably did. 
So is there a, an equivalent, Marissa, to, to muting someone in a group text? I think you just have to start a new one. Okay. I was just curious because the, the, the mute is such a wonderful thing on social media. Oh, my God. It's uh, am- I just muted Especially someone. in a political season. Oh, my God. I love people to death, but I'm like, oh, please, I need to take a break from this. My day is brighter without her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go uh, over to Kevin here real quick. Hi, Kevin, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. I hey. uh, just wanted to make a quick point about uh, group texts. I'm in one with a whole bunch of uh, really close longtime friends, and there's that one guy that absolutely thinks it's hilarious to take a sentence like, hey, how's it going, guys, and break it down word by word. So while I'm working, my Bluetooth speaker is blowing up with the you know text-received tone over and over and over, and he just does it all the time knowing that I'm working, and it just drives me up a wall. And, and so he it does it specifically to, to irritate you? Yes, 100%. And when we all get together and hang out, he literally will just sit there and snicker, and, like, he loves it. He just he feeds on that, and, I'm just, and I can't get out of it because I'm an Android guy. Okay. So I can't get out of it. So <laughs> if, I, if I delete the text, it, the next one comes right in. I could sit there and delete it all. That's actually pretty funny. It is pretty funny. Let me, uh, in general. uh, Thanks, Kevin. Let me ask you something that it occurs to me, and it sort of annoys me now. When you when you leave a message, when you're calling someone and you're leaving a message on their their phone, and the the prompt comes up, leave a message, blah blah. If you'd like a text, callback of the of the callback number. At this point, don't doesn't your phone doesn't your phone indicate the number that's being called unless your phone is off or you aren't like you can set your phone to mute i guess so it will go right to voicemail so if if the your number might not come up on their phone steve when you are so if you if you're calling me right right, and my phone's off or on mute i might not necessarily see that you've called (laughs) wouldn't it show up in the recents though that's what i'm saying okay it won't no oh all right by the way, Frank is back on the line, so we're gonna we're gonna go okay. to him just a second right. though. But we I wanted to point out something: the guy who had te- who had said that his friend does one words for a full <laughs> sentence. Nick, I thoroughly enjoyed. I think it was Andrea that did with you the lyrics to "Living on a Prayer." <laughs> he yeah. did it to her. Right? I did it to her. Oh, you did it to her. <laughs> yeah, that was ever- fantastic. That was Thank awesome. you. Because you were halfway through the song before she figured out what you were doing. <laughs> well, listen, it was hilarious. I'm 45. Yeah, she's 11 years younger than okay, me. Okay, okay. And uh, I had a lot of fun with that text, and she didn't get any of it at all. She did <sighs> at the end, though, didn't she? Uh, well, I think she just started rolling her eyes, and she's realizing she's dating a 45 year old dude uh, who was a child of the 80s. Because uh, Nick wrote. Uh, you know, uh, she was talking about uh, didn't fall asleep, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, well, you're halfway there. You'll make it, I swear. <laughs> and then she wrote, well, after this, you know, after this next sit, I'm halfway there. And he writes, you've got to hold on. She goes, huh? It doesn't make a difference if we make it or not. We've got each other, and that's a lot. And so it just kept like, going on and on. Yeah, I love that. Well done. Well played. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to go to Frank. Frank, hi. Hi, radio friends. Hi, hi. radio buddy. Hi, listener buddy. <laughs> Um, all right, so you think you got kicked out of your group chat? Oh, I know, Preston. Oh, you do? Okay. Uh, no, I don't I don't really know. But I, I think I got kicked out because, like, I post too many um, GIFs of weird GIFs that have nothing to do with the conversation. Because that's, that's what I bring to the group. Okay? I'm the... I'm the well, they don't like what you yeah, bring. Yeah. 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 We don't like your contribution. <laughs> We're going yeah, in a different but, direction. <laughs> this group text is coming, right? Like, Dace, Dace is the drunk, Ward is from Iowa, Trish has boobs, uh-huh. I 
give funny little things, and I do funny little jokes, little little you know, and and now that okay. chat has become dead. Frank, and I think I think I, they I, all don't like me. Can I give you a little intervention? I I, I need it. You think they're funny little jokes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, listen. I have no life. I call you all the time. You've laughed before. Me and Steve are best friends. <laughs> Steve, you didn't even know. I didn't even know. I had no idea. That was funny. All right. That was funny. All right, Frank. We got we got to wrap. But thanks for calling back in, man. We appreciate all right. it. These best take... friends call me more. I love everybody. All right, we'll see. I love you too. All right. Um, yeah, it's an interesting little dynamic. The communication by text, and there's a lot of different things that can go. I don't on understand there. this picture you just sent, Steve. I grabbed the first random picture. Sure. I thought it was a guy standing with a Grim Reaper, but it's not. <laughs> right, well, we um, got to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment, <laughs> and we have some more Bizarre File stories that are on the way, so stay with us. We all got kind of hosed on that whole basketball bracket thing back in March. So we're bringing back the bracket with MMR's Rocktober Madness. Beginning today, listen as your favorite bands battle it out and you decide who wins. Starting with 64 bands split into four regions. Pierre Pancake, Preston Steve, Jackson Sarah, and Jackie Brent. Matchups every weekday at 11.30 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. with Pierre and 3.30 and 5.30 with Jackson. And that's where you come in. Pull up the app or WMMR.com and vote for your favorite bands to move on or go home. It all comes down to one band. Ground champion of Rocktober Madness. Sponsored by Horizon Services. Heating, cooling, plumbing, and indoor air quality. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, we're going to take another run of the B5. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre Final. And this morning it is brought to you by Hers Game Day Traditions event at uh, even at your home gate. However, you're gearing up for the game and make sure that you have Philly's favorite chip, Hers Forever Good. Officials in Florida say a 12-year-old boy was arrested after bringing three handguns to school. Only supposed to bring two, right? Uh, the boy was taken into custody Thursday morning at Lighthouse Christian School. The sheriff's office says a teacher found two guns and two boxes of ammunition in the boy's lunchbox. Do you have enough guns for everyone? After noticing that it appeared heavy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Officials say a loaded semi-automatic handgun was found on the boy later after he was moved to another area. That's terrifying. Uh, the boy said well he, armed. he had shown the guns to other students Jeez. as well. So, man, that could have gone bad, real, real bad. All right, state police have arrested a 53-year-old man accused of attempting to arrange a sexual encounter with a horse. With a horse? Yes, Norman S. Sex Zalek. with a horse? Norman S. Zalek was charged September 30th after an investigation that began on August 5th. This is in Pennsylvania, mind you. Of course. We have the hottest horses. According to police, <laughs> the investigation was launched when a woman was con- uh, when a woman contacted them regarding a message she had received on Facebook from a man she identified as Zalek. The woman said she owns a horse named Bentley. Bentley. And often offers the animal for rides and training to families looking to teach their children about horses. In the exchange of Facebook messages, which the woman shared with police, Zalek had asked the woman... If she would be willing to rent the horse to him and his wife so they could have sex and perform sexual activities with it. 
Zalek allegedly told the woman that he and his wife were, quote, open-minded. Having sex with a horse. And liked to try different things. Jeez. The couple had never been with a horse in any manner. And they, quote, we want to, it said. Uh, Zalek told the woman in, uh, via, uh, uh, or via Facebook told him the, uh, the woman this. State police say that they obtained clearance to conduct a one-way phone recording. And they arranged for the horse owner to contact Zalek. The woman successfully contacted him. And during the conversation, a man believed to be him spoke with the woman and expressed interest in renting her horse for an encounter. He offered her $200. So so an officer poses the horse on the phone? Yeah. yeah no. Yeah, we are. Uh, Zalek allegedly told the woman that he was not interested in having intercourse with the animal, but said that he wanted to manually stimulate it. Oh. oh okay. Well, it, it, it went from creepy to totally acceptable. A handy. Yeah. Uh, when asked if he would be alone during the encounter, Zalek allegedly said, no. It's me what? and my wife. What kind of barbarians do you think we are? You think I'm sick here? I simply want oral from the horse. God so, almighty. All right. Another People. Story. This one's in Michigan. Police are searching for a man who defecated into an empty box at a local retail store. It happened... What's in the box? <laughs> sure, you don't want to know, man. It happened shortly before 5.30 p.m. Police said the man opened a box, defecated in it, put it back on the shelf. Do you sell gift wrapping? And then he stole an item before he left the store. He wanted to leave, take and leave something. Yes. You know, that's, that's what he it. That's really do. nice. <laughs> Uh, he was last seen leaving the parking lot. In a Take light a dump, leave a dump. In a light-colored uh, Ford, uh, Ford Escape, and anyone with information is asked to contact the police. I wonder if he ever asked or thought of asking if they had a bathroom. I, you know, I wonder <laughs> if that crossed his mind. <laughs> All right, listen to this. I guess they hate speed cameras in Canada. Vigilantes in Hamilton, Canada, use black spray paint to blind a speed camera. Uh, just one day before the device was set to become the city's first operational speed camera. And then on Saturday, vigilantes covered another one. They covered the lens of a newly installed camera with silver spray paint and a happy face. On Friday, a pole-mounted turret speed camera was cut down with an angle grinder. Wow. On Thursday, another speed camera was disabled by a novel technique. A truck was used to dump a large pile of tar... Both in front, uh, in front of, and in back of the automated ticket machine, the tar is now hardened. And on Tuesday, another speed camera was set on fire with a pair of tires and gasoline. We always think the Canadians are so easygoing. So they are going. Somebody's going on a tear, yeah. and they're using a different method at each one of these to destroy these speed cameras. They have I like no the idea. tar one. That's pretty cool. They have no idea. I like the the, t- the tires and set them on fire. Uh, so they're looking for them. Uh, the new owner of a Chicago home that uh, he bought to renovate ended up finding thousands of dollars hidden in the living room. The man never expected to find the stash there. Uh, Jim Dow said, I've never seen anything close to this before. In the last five years, he's flipped more than 50 homes, but he's never found anything like what he did in the living room of that particular house. He was shocked, and he had found five envelopes packed with almost $10,000 hidden throughout a room. 10000 is the sum or 10000 in each? No, uh, no 10000 was the sum. Yeah, yeah. Uh, behind the couch, there were two bankers' withdrawal envelopes. Wow. Uh, he said, I think she felt that her safest place for her money was kind of hidden throughout the house. So money was found in various spots, including behind an old photograph hanging on the wall. Uh, when he shook the shock off, he said his next steps were obvious, and that would be to return it. 
Uh, and the former owner and her family were thrilled. Goya Carter's son, Anthony, sent in appreciation for Dow's return of the money. Uh, I, he said, I didn't want the reward she was going to uh, to give. He said, uh, instead, he asked her to just pay it forward. But you would think, you know, you're moving out of the house. Yes. The money is something you may want to take with you. That should be on your list of Especially things to remember. If when it's my, stashed all over the place. When my grandfather passed away after he died, when we were cleaning out his house, we found cash all over the place. Really? Yeah, so he it, was he was not fond of banks? He was, a, you know, a child of the Depression, yeah. and uh, and he, had, he liked... Dealing in cash, we found it in cookbooks. We found it under mattresses and like in in, in like uh, closets. There was just cash everywhere. Do you think he had any um, list of the locations of these things? Well, you would think that'd be a good idea, <laughs> yeah. right? But he, he decided, no, I'm just going to put it in the Italian cookbook. Yeah, wow. yeah, it was All crazy. Right. All right, that's what I have in the bizarre file for you. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll see how you're doing uh, with listening to the show and test your knowledge of the program. Hey, and a reminder: tomorrow morning, uh, our guest for the entire show. Composer Michael Giacchino. It's going to be like he's here. We've set up all sorts of technical, elaborate things to give that impression, right? He's in Los Angeles, yeah. and he'll have access to his musical instruments. He'll play with for us. We'll, we'll have some awesome. guests. It's going to be cool. Yes, yeah, so we're looking forward to it. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com to schedule a free one-on-one virtual appointment with the real expert jeweler. Real diamonds, real people, real jewelers. Steven Singer Jewelers. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We have a couple of days of some moisture. I think we probably used a little bit of rain, to be honest, but I, I don't care for it. But No. Nonetheless. But we need it now and then yeah. for the crops. Yeah, we got to have, well, it's harvest time. Steven. Yes. We don't really need rain for harvest time, do we? I don't know why. Uh, you know what, though? I, I like a wet harvest. <laughs> wet harvest. I like it. All right. Well, we're going to do today's lesson question. We are, what are we going to give away? A $50 dining credit and an overnight stay at Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, Atlantic City. That's a pretty cool prize. So here's what I want to know. What kind of bird ran headfirst into our building last week? 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> It didn't fly. It ran. No, it's amazing. What kind of a bird ran headfirst into our building last week? <laughs> While all these other birds were flying into buildings, this one ran. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Call now, and while you are calling, we'll spend the time on trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by... Primo Hoagies. Ooh, watching the game at home? Of course you are, but you don't have to eat like it. Score big and serve in style with Primo Hoagie party trays. You can find your location or order online at primohoagies.com. It's not just a hoagie. It's Primo. What's going on, Steve? Well, Prince William and Kate Middleton stepped in for the quarantining Queen Elizabeth to meet with the Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky and his wife during a visit to Buckingham Palace. Zelensky was perfectly fine with the substitution, describing Middleton as, quote, boner scorching hot. Oh, my God. Exes Hannah Brown and Tyler Cameron, who broke up during the finale of her season of The Bachelorette, have been quarantining together themselves, fueling rumors of a physical relationship. Cameron says nothing pregnancy risking has occurred, but did say his penis did get some Hannah Brown. (laughs) And finally, Kim Kardashian tearing up during an appearance on David Letterman's Netflix series, My Next Guest. Kim explained the waterworks, saying Letterman's Methuselah-length beard was itching her eyes. (laughs) Hey, hey! 
<laughs> That's your Hollywood trash. All righty. Let's see if somebody knows the answer to this question. What kind of bird ran headfirst into the building last week? And we're going to go to Anthony. Hey, Anthony. Durga, Durga, Durga. Durga, buddy. All right, what kind of bird ran into our building headfirst? Ostrich. Ostrich, yeah. <laughs> you got it, buddy. Hang on. To set you up, man, we're going to give you a $50 dining credit and an overnight stay at Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Atlantic City. Winner of 17 Best Gaming Awards in Casino Player Magazine, including Best Suites, Best Spa, and Favorite Casino Resort. Indoor and outdoor dining is now available, and you can get fall escape rates at the hotel starting at $79 Sunday through Thursday. Visit Hard Rock Hotel Atlantic City. Now, Preston and Steve's Music View on 93.3 WMMR. Uh, Today's Music News brought to you by Salus University. Salus University offers some of the fastest growing and highest paid health professional, health professions, sorry, in the country, including optometry and audiology. Salus University, the future of health science since 1919 to a visit to apply. Or if you want to, a visit. Do they do any vision work over there? You can do that, too. Salus.edu. <laughs> yes, they do optometry. Yeah, there you nice. go. Sammy Hagar revealed that he and Eddie Van Halen had made peace with each other prior to the guitar's death. I was very happy to hear this. Uh, Hagar revealed through a note that the pair, who had been on the outs for over 15 years, had recently resumed communication. Sammy said... Eddie and I had been texting, and it's been a love fest since we started communicating earlier this year. We both agreed not to tell anyone because of all the rumors that it would stir up about a reunion, etc. And we both knew that that wasn't going to happen. But he also didn't want anyone to know about his health. He stopped responding to me about a month ago, and I figured it wasn't good. I had reached out one more time last week. And when he didn't respond, I figured that it was a matter of time, but it came way too soon. Uh, several sources have reported that Eddie died at Santa Monica's St. John's Hospital, surrounded by his family. So Wolfgang, his wife Janie, Valerie Bertinelli, and his brother Alex were all in oh, attendance when he man. passed. So I'm happy that they uh, coordinated like that, that they corresponded, and, and that, that they were able to, uh, <clears throat> you know, not... Have things end the way that it no, could have it would have sucked because they generated some great stuff together. When Sammy Hagar was was uh, you know joined Van Halen, he had a, a career that was going along. He was mm-hmm. successful. Yep, and everyone was like, "Really? Wow, that's kind of weird." And um, it, it worked. It, it it certainly gave them a, a number of hits. Yep, yep. Uh, more people have uh, have posted tributes. Uh, people like. Um, I'll read a couple of them for yeah. you, like, you know, Billy Joel, you know, uh, had said he was a consummate musician, extraordinary virtuoso on the guitar. He leaves a giant footprint and an irreplaceable void. Angus Young wrote, Eddie was a guitar wonder. His playing was pure wizardry. Uh, to the world of music, he was a special gift. To those of us fortunate enough to have met him, very special person. He leaves a big hole and a lot of hearts. To the Van Halen family, my heartfelt sympathies. Quincy Jones said, R.I.P. to the great Eddie Van Halen. Even though it took a couple of calls to convince you that it was actually me on the phone, (laughs) you killed it on Thriller. And your classic solo on Beat It will never be matched. I'll always smile when I think of our time working together. Eternal love and props. And several others. I mean, other great guitarists. Even um, uh, 
Uh, no, I lost the other uh, page of that. I had some other ones. Brian Wilson. Brian Wilson. I mean, some of the absolute greatest of all time. So it's just still across sad. different forms of music too. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, going back to ACDC, I mentioned uh, Angus uh, out now is Shot in the Dark, ACDC's lead single from the band's first new album in six years, uh, titled Power Up, set for release on November 13th. We played it earlier this morning. Angus spoke to Ultimate Classic Rock and shed light on the new album's songwriting process. He said, as soon as it starts up, straight away, it's ACDC. And that's what we've always been about. It was pretty much written a while back. All the tracks that we've got on the album were written by me and Malcolm. A lot of them were ideas we had when we knew uh, that we knew were good ACDC ideas at the time, but we just never got around to getting them on record. Uh, our nephew Stevie is playing Mal's parts, but the songs, all the songs on there are songs that Malcolm and myself had. I think the, the greatest compliment you can pay to it in this case is that it sounds exactly like ACDC. Yep. It's what you would want. Brian Johnson added that when... Uh, that he was clueless as to what song should be the first track released to radio. He said, when I first heard the album, I shot an email off to Ang, and I said, I got to tell you, man, I'm pleased with that That I'm not the guy that has to pick a single from this because I couldn't pick one. I suppose you've got to get a clear head and not be emotionally involved with all this stuff, and these record label guys are good at it. Was that text part of a group text, do you think? I don't know. <laughs> and then, uh, once again, producer Brendan O'Brien is behind the board's after doing the honors on the band's last two studio sets, uh, Rocker Bust and Black Ice. Avenged Sevenfold have announced that their upcoming album will be delayed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. According to the PRP, uh, in a statement released yesterday, the band said, first and foremost, we hope everyone is being as safe as they possibly can out there. As you know, we are living through unprecedented times. Uh, this moment has uncertain us, times. I'd even say has taught us a lot about the fragility of being a human being and how quickly the world in which we took for granted could be flipped upside down. Uh, many people are in a tough spot as they grapple <clears throat> with their health and livelihoods. Uh, we're all dealing with this in our own ways. For us, uh, we've taken an inward approach. Uh, spending large amounts of time with our families has been the silver lining. Uh, they said it's also given us the time to meticulously work on music and other projects. The truth, though, is that it's been incredibly hard to record the way we want. For instance, the drum room we required for the album was shut down due to uh, protests outside the building for weeks. Uh, string sections and uh, outside musicians have still not been able to record due to COVID-19 restrictions and so on. So they're going to have to delay it for a little while. Uh, they, they ended their statement by saying at the end of the day, the music will come when it comes. Until then, we hope that you and your family stay safe and sane. Uh, White Stripes set to release their first Greatest Hits album in December. White Stripes' Greatest Hits will highlight the band's 26 previous release songs. Uh, in addition to the standard CD, double LP, and digital editions, a deluxe limited edition and only colored vinyl variant of the album is also available as part of Third Man Records' vault package number 46. That's pretty cool. I hope we get... Jack White on again at some point. Yeah, accompanying the announcement is a previously unreleased live video of the band performing Ball and Biscuit live in Tokyo in 2003. So it's expected to come out on December 4th. Biscuits! <laughs> and then one last thing. Uh, Black Sabbath's Geezer Butler has revealed that he plans to write a book about huh. the beginning of the legendary band. He said, I'm currently putting together a book about growing up in Aston, Birmingham and how Sabbath came about. But I'm really enjoying semi-retirement and not having to do anything or be anywhere, especially after being away from home for most of the last 50 years. 
Earlier in the interview, he said every generation, as they get older, wants to fun. Uh, every as they get older, every generation wants to look back fondly on their younger years, and music is a great way of reviving those feelings that they had in their younger days. There's no denying there was some incredible music back in the '60s and '70s. Lots of various styles and ideas that still uh, that still sound relevant now. And with each generation, there is still a demand for that music. That's cool. Yep. And then one last thing. Tomorrow morning, Preston and Steve show. Musical co-host of sorts. He will be our resident sitting in with his uh, piano. It will be Mr. Michael Cicchino, Oscar-winning composer. Yeah. Has written the music for you. He's been on the show. Countless. Many, many Pixar, times. Pixar, Marvel. Yeah. Lost. Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. He is Star Trek. Star Trek. Mission Impossible. On and on. He does, uh, he has done so many different <laughs> scores for films. And now he's got an album out. An album. Which is pretty damn cool. So Cool. He, okay. <laughs> okay. He's on tomorrow. Yeah. No, it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. And especially since there have been some uh, some tech modifications to give us that yeah, that access. Yeah. We're going to be able to see him, too. We're going to test the equipment out here in just a few minutes, actually, when the yes. show's over. Yeah, yeah. So, Rodney uh, is uh, in charge. And when Rodney's charge. in charge, stuff gets done. And we, yeah. do, we do have a little bit of breaking news, too, Preston. You had alert, alluded to it earlier. Um, but Rambo, in fact, will be in Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat oh, Mortal Kombat 11. They no released kidding. the trailer, the official trailer, and Rambo, Steve, he shows up and he's got a gun. Oh, that's it's great. awesome. That's great. It's awesome. Okay. Uh, so that, uh, I'm not sure. I think that's coming out in December. So, so you can. <laughs> sure you can. Yoga Flame. Yeah. Yoga Fire. Yeah. Randlers. <laughs> That's right. All of them, right there. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Hey, yeah. stop or my mom will shoot. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a break. Cliffhanger. Ding ding. We're, ding, ding. we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back in just a moment. Get ready to wrap it up. Make sure you stay with us. WMMR.com. A great way to stay up to date on the latest rock news and station happenings. Listen live via your laptop, the free mobile app, or just tell your smart speaker to play MMR. From Preston and Steve's Daily Rush to Pierre's Weekend Calendar and the latest on Jackson's local shots. It's everything that rocks your computer. About ready to wrap up our program. Nick just found out Adam Sandler's in town. What? Oh, he's somewhere around town. Somebody saw Somebody filmed him outside of Geno's. He's got a new uh, Netflix Halloween movie that debuts today called Hubie Halloween. Yeah. And I'm a sucker. I'm going to watch it and I'm going to love it. Yeah. Yeah, he was outside Stop of looking a, at me, Swan. He was outside of Gino's last night and this uh, Thomas Jefferson nursing student named Gemma Sapienza uh, saw him posted up on her Instagram account and uh, then Sports Center picked up on that and so they put it on their account. Okay. Uh, so uh, this was, I guess, last night. And Gemma, by the way, is a total looker. Uh, yeah, she's uh, she's cute with a lot of hot friends too. No. It's usually that way, right? So yeah. let's uh, let's interview them as well. Yeah. Uh, yes. Have the, let's get them in studio. Gemma, yeah. you and your friends uh, need to come by here. Yeah, she posts some bikini pictures too. Well, uh, you know what? <laughs> Sorry, I was just I'm perusing. No, listen, we have to do this kind of research. We're yeah. major broadcasters. <laughs> If you do encounter Adam Sandler, tell him that uh, decades ago we were on the same bill at Pips and Sheepshead Bay. He you, will remember. Yeah, you guys are you guys are <laughs> super remember. tight. You go back. Yeah. 
Uh, wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sorry. So I sent her a direct message, and uh, we'll see if we can figure out, uh, get to the bottom of it. I, I <laughs> tried not to be creepy in a DM because uh, I know, Preston, you were just uh, DMing with Ari Spears. So Did you I, get creepy with Ari Spears? <laughs> no, he got creepy with uh, Preston. Oh. Uh, yeah. Somebody teach me how DMs work, and I'll... Uh... I'll get right on that. There yeah. are so many forms of Because the, the message you sent me was from over a year ago. Yeah, it's, it's hard just to keep track. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, what is it? Oh, he's in Savona last night? That's right in Villanova. The cat that's oh, in between. Right, Savona yeah, right and Nova? Baby. Savona and Nova. Yeah, it's in between uh, yeah. Villanova and Conshohocken. That's but... where I had $100 grilled cheese and tomato soup. <laughs> I ate there not that long ago. Uh, yeah, we met some friends there for a uh, birthday dinner. We picked up the tab. Oh, holy! Yeah, Good food, though, right? It was excellent. Yeah. We had a great time, man. It was great, excellent. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, Adam Sandler, call us. They, yeah, Adam Sandler, please call us. Melissa Rivers, thanks for being on the show this morning. Uh, she has got a podcast called Group Text with Melissa Ribas. Pierre Robert has arrived. He is indeed here. How are you, sir? Oh, fine, thank you. Wonderful. I just got a quick update here, Preston, from yeah, my please. friend Leslie. She says Sandler's shooting a movie in Maniac. Yeah, and apparently what? also out in Oaks, Steve. Some people are texting and saying that he was at the Expo Center in Oaks, and they're looking for some actors and extras. I lived in Maniac, and our blood drive is in Oaks. Is it possibly he's working on the President and Steve movie? Okay. <laughs> possible, yes. Yeah, that is possible. <laughs> Which uh, one of you will he play? He's so good he could play Kathy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I hadn't thought of that. Filming yet. in the area. That's pretty cool. I wouldn't mind if Adam Sandler played me. Come on, man. Tough part about when those guys are working and they're in town, they usually they, they don't they don't get in touch with any press at all. They they keep it they, But then they, they finish everything up and then they don't contact you. And then they don't well. contact you after that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. All right. Uh we need to get a letter out of you, man. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now the daily letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter Um D as in do 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 do. All right, and we have a three hundred dollar red robin. No da's in there; they're all do's. Do do da 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 do 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 d d d d da da do. Some d d's too. All right, we have a three hundred dollar red robin gift card. Yum, how you want? Whether it's dine in, delivery to go, or outdoor heated tents, red robin, yum. Gift card only valid at the 21 Red Robin locations in eastern and central Pennsylvania. Owned by the Lehigh Valley Restaurant Group. And you can visit redrobinpa.com for more information. So you got some stuff coming up today, right, ma'am? I do. Uh, We'll have another. uh, We've got two matchups. Both of them proving to be interesting. Uh, Bon Jovi against Sublime at 1130. 130, I think, is your guys' category. Queen versus Journey. Interesting. uh, Which will be another interesting lineup. Uh, 330 with Jackson is Pink Floyd versus Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. And then at 5.30, I run Maiden versus <laughs> Eric Clapton I run. with Jackson. I run. Yeah. Uh, so there so you go. Ama- honestly, I'm, I'm liking the fact that this could break anyway. Anyway. I, well, we've had some a lot of, actually, yeah. surprises. So Rocktober Madness continues. And I've got workforce blocks, uh, including Led Zeppelin and um, Social Distortion, possibly. Huh. And... Um, Probably one more block of Van Halen because I got some uh, pieces of Eddie 
that uh, we found yesterday that are really cool that uh where he talks about uh playing Panama and uh how he got the, some of the sounds for that and okay. um, does a little bit of eruption live in this interview at the Smithsonian so probably do a couple more clips of that cool excellent thank you Pierre by the way this just uh this is official information about Adam Sandler uh, Adam Sandler and Kyle Lowry oh from Villanova are shut up who's on the line this Dr. Mike. It says Adam Sandler. Hang no. on. Yeah. Hi, who is this? Dirk Shabadoo. Oh, <laughs> what has a tiny penis and it hangs down? <laughs> Why? Dude. Yeah. He's sitting right next to me. <laughs> and that's why I didn't. Uh, sorry. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was Casey. <laughs> I really believed it for a second. And I'm right here. Uh, he is uh, Adam Sandler and Kyle Lowry. Will be... Kyle Lowry went uh, to and graduated from Villanova. He's a basketball player. He plays for the Raptors now. And he spends a lot of time and money in charitable endeavors back in Philly, which is really cool that he's bringing this production here. Right, Kyle so, Lowry's so... on the phone right now. <laughs> so here it is. It's a new basketball film called Hustle, a forthcoming Netflix film produced by LeBron James under his Spring Hill Entertainment Company. Uh, first announced in May, Hustle will find Sandler starring as an American basketball scout who brings an international player to the United States looking to prove they both have what it takes to make uh, the NBA. While the film has yet to receive a release date, uh, Jeremiah Zagar is attached to direct. Okay. Okay, so, who do we know? Wait, maybe we can ask. Burt Kreischer's really good friends with Sandler. Oh, right? my God. <laughs> yeah. uh, I wonder <laughs> what, I wonder to what What's level the they're filming there? here. They, the joke. Are they not good friends? Um, no. He, like, embarrassed himself in an interview with <laughs> Adam Sandler, okay. right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, anyhow, uh, we need to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Also by Acme Markets, fresh food, local flavors. Tomorrow, as I mentioned earlier this morning, composer and friend of the program, Michael Cicchino. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. Joining us for the majority of the program, starting at like 7 a.m., and he's going to be in L.A., so he's getting up ridiculously early. And he's got his own uh, solo album, his yeah. own album of his own compositions uh, as the main artist. That's awesome. And we're going to be playing around, having a good time, and yeah. including him on all the discussions on tomorrow's program, so it should be pretty cool. Well, I think does he know got, Adam Sandler? I think he's got some friends that are going to be joining us as well tomorrow, too, which yeah, is cool. Yeah, awesome. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow. Day. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Well, I don't have a mountain or a news van or a camera to shout it from, but I just want to let everybody know who lives in New Jersey. You got a medical marijuana ballot coming up. You better be on it. Next message. Singing good morning in America, how are you? Next message. Hey, hey, yo, uh, tiger, tiger, blame, uh, tiger, uppercut, what's, what's, uh, wait, what, what's the other one? Yo, Adrian, what's the other one? I forget. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. <laughs> <laughs>